Blog Talk Radio. Ten years ago, a crack commando unit was sent to prison by a military court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from maximum security stockade to the Los Angeles underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire... Hockey Radio Show, brought to you as always by BackpagePress.com and by the number one non-updated hockey site in all the land, LCSHockey.com. LCS, we're pale. All right, Mike Dell, are you there? Hey, Larry. I hear you there. I hear you, I hear you breathing. <laughs> yeah, I'm here, Larry. Uh, What's first up? of all, a few things. That music, that musical right. choice at the top of the show. I think I know why you chose that music or wh- why it's on the switchboard. But would you like to make that the contest to win the Funko? Uh, that's fine. <laughs> like, like, all right. So here you go. You can win a Funko from Larry if you post in the LCS Hockey Radio Show Facebook page why Xanadu was played at the top of the show. Because like, we played it. There's a reason you cut that sound clip. This was about three years ago. Yeah. Say. Right. So, started off the show with Xanadu for a reason. So, if you respond, the first person to respond to the LCS Hockey Radio Show Facebook page with the reason why Xanadu was on the soundboard, Larry will give you a Funko. Yeah. Why it's on the soundboard, not why I played it today. I played it today just because I saw it there. I was just like, all yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, why Larry originally made that clip? Yeah. All right, that's a good that's, that's a, a good deal then. Yeah, that's a good question. All right. All right. Yeah. Um, done and done. <laughs> all right, we'll, we'll get into some hockey here in a minute. We've got to talk a little hockey. It is playoff season. The Penguins lost. All right. Then uh, later uh, we're going to bring Tuffy. Is Tuffy on the line? Yep. Well, get get ready, Tuffy, because we're going to bring Tuffy on. Let's spend an evening yep. with Tuffy. Uh, Larry wants to hear his take on the Star Wars trailer. I've watched 11 movies, uh, including three with uh, Kristen Stewart. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. Is Jank, um, <laughs> is Jank on the line? Jank's not on the line, no. Okay. Because I hear he likes he might be Stewart. It. He might be in line for Avengers already. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's possible. Well, maybe if Jank shows up, we'll bring him on too. But uh, yeah. we'll talk movies, and then we got to talk uh, wrestling at the end of the show. But, uh, Larry, I want to talk wrestling right now for a brief second because there's a feud going on in WWE Champions. 
It's a it's a okay. women's only feud. You know, you got to use women characters. Did you notice who the prize is for this feud? No, nah, I didn't even look. Oscar. Uh oh. And in the top the top forty two spots get an Oscar. Like spots forty one <laughs> and forty two. They'll get like Too one bad star. Inspection, Buster Brown. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So right now, I've done two feuds. I've done two runs before the show. Uh, we're in 61st place. So we need to go uh, up 20 spots. Is it possible, Larry? <laughs> no, no, because <laughs> what the trend is with our faction is early on, like the first six hours or so, we're always like yeah. right around 50, 60. But by by Saturday afternoon, we're we're going to trail down into about the 70s or the 80s. <laughs> All it's right, Larry, so here, here's, what I, here's what I'm going to ask. Uh, two possibilities. One, can I jump factions to get to a better faction? <laughs> like, I, I could post something on Reddit saying, hey, let me in your faction, let me get Oscar, I will give you money. <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh-huh. I could do that. That's sure. the way I could go. You could. Or... Yeah. Uh, Blog Talk Radio uh, this week, earlier this week, uh, every three or four months, we get uh, a revenue check for the, doing this podcast. And uh, yeah. I got $22 from Blog Talk. Look at so, you. So at the moment, um, you can buy 11 cracks at getting Oscar out of the mega loot for $20. So I could take that Blog Talk money and just take 11 cracks of getting Oscar out of that loot crate, we could do it live on the air. But that would be All right. a, a waste of $20, right? <laughs> I mean, wouldn't it be better if I just... No, because you're going to get real angry, and then I'm going to laugh about it, and it's going to be fun. <laughs> but I could, like, would it be better if I just, like, said, hey, let me jump in your faction, give me an Oscar, I'll give you, I'll give you whatever you want. <laughs> you could do that, yeah. But then I the can't guarantee that. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, they definitely be pissed. Yeah, I don't know if they would let you back, but you could try. Uh, so close to getting Oscar though. Because now yeah. it is a women's feud that, though, Larry. So there there aren't a lot of women characters out there, and a lot of people don't have them all leveled up. So maybe like the scores yeah. will be lower. You know, this feud. So no, they'll maybe be lower. We shot. But proportionally, like, we will also be lower. Well, I would try. You know what I mean? Like instead of doing my one million, I, I'd, I'd try and crank out like three, four, five million. So if everyone did that, <laughs> right? <laughs> but you understand, like this is the same mentality where people are saying, like, you know, if everybody was lockboxing it, <laughs> you know, we could all get the, you know, the level ten thing, you know, because it's well, important bet, to some people. I bet if I asked Tuffy real politely, he'd get like twelve million on this feud. With his women. Well, he got awesome. five million last feud, and we still finished in 80th or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So, so you're saying there's no shot of us finishing in the top 42? There's zero percent chance of that happening. Yeah, you know, that sucks. I would like her too. I didn't even I didn't even know that was a prize. I don't even look it, at yeah, the prizes because usually... I know I'm not getting them. Yeah, neither do I. But this time I had a hunch because it was a women's feud. I'm like, oh, I bet they're giving out Oscar. So I checked, and boom, it's Oscar. And usually they just give her out to, like, the, the prize to the top ten teams now. But now top 42. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. I wonder why 42. Like, why yeah, not 50 or 42? 
Maybe they did some percentage of the unusual number of people that feud. I don't know. But, um, yeah. But uh, Lance, hmm. Lance is probably pissed because he left his faction, which is usually top 40, to come to our faction. And he's going to miss out on us. That is true. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, well. Bitch. You guys suck. Yeah. Like, <laughs> dude, I, I'm tempted to just jump ship. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. All right. All right. I, 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 hey, listen, I get it. I get it. It's Oscar. The only reason I'm playing this game is to get Oscar, and here's my shot. I don't know. Hey, look, uh, Kevin Jank is here now, Mike Dell. Oh, well, well Jank, and we'll, also, we'll bring you on a little later. Get ready. Kristen Stewart talk later, Jank. Get ready. Get oh, he's coming on later. I thought you wanted him now because you were saying, is Jank on the line? I thought you wanted to talk oh, to Jank. Oh, well, when we do the movie talk. Like, we got to talk Oh, I see. All right. Well, before we get into the fucking boring hockey, uh, I'm debuting a uh, a new Red Bull tonight, Mike Dell. Oh, okay. And now, yeah, listen to this. Worlds are colliding as now uh, Red Bull and Peach have combined to make some sort of new energy drink. You know I like Peach. so I thought you were going to say uh, Dippin' Dot Ice Cream and Red Bull have combined. Oh, that would be good. Dippin' Dot Red Bull. All right. I gotta try this. I, I bought this yesterday. And I've been holding off. I'm like, no, I'm gonna wait. All right, let me give it a smell first. <sighs> smells good. It smells like canned peaches, Mike Dell. There's nothing more pure and oh. uh, you know wholesome and nutritious than canned peaches. All right, let me. Here we go. <sighs> it tastes like um. It tastes like canned peaches, Mike Dell, but with bubbles in it. I guess that's good. I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know if it is. That you know, that that syrup that peaches come in—it's so thick and sweet. And now you just carbonated it and put it in a what can only be described as—I don't know what color this is. I guess burgundy, which doesn't really make sense for peach, but whatever. <laughs> I, I, I never ate canned peaches. I mean, I, I, I know what that viscous what? substance is. I've seen it. But, yeah, I never ate canned fruit ever as a kid. And then when I got older, I, I ate organic fruit. Yeah. But, but I don't know if I ever really ate a peach. Well, maybe once. So not only have you never had canned peaches, you just <laughs> might not have ever had just any peach. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I think maybe I had one organic peach to try it. You are missing out, dude. Peaches are the bomb. <laughs> Don't get them now, though. Like, I would wait, uh, you know, a little bit later into summer. That's when you want to get your peach. I haven't had fruit in years. I, there's a while Ooh. there where I'll eat How? organic red delicious apples. I would eat literally, no exaggeration, two three-pound bags of apples a day. <laughs> organic apples. But why aren't you eating fruit anymore? Like, why, why can't I you just throw got out of it? Away? I don't know. Uh, I just got out of it, and you know, I'm sure, like, you know, depression is a lot to do with it. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I'll try. Oh, maybe Dude, I'll try, try a again. peach. Yeah. yeah, remember, remember when you discovered like saffron and turmeric and all that <laughs> shit, and you were like, "My life's changed." <laughs> well, well, imagine what like a banana is going to do or something. It's, well, it's, I it's I did have an organic banana before. Those are very sweet, sugary, like, but it's for you know it's organic, but still, wow. it's very good. Yeah. You could explosion. use a little fucking fruit sugar. <laughs> you need something. You're not getting the sun. You got to eat something. 
Eat a goddamn banana for Christ's sake. I do need something. Hey, all right, well, let's the hockey talk. When I say we're going to talk hockey, I mean like 30 seconds. It's not going to be long. But we need to address okay. the fact that the Pittsburgh Penguins have been swept out of the first round by the New York Islanders. I, I did not see nope. that coming. I, I I figured it would be a tough matchup. The Islanders, historically, they always give the Penguins fits in the playoffs. You go back, you know, their worst playoff losses ever. Two of them have come to the Islanders. So and now this will be a third. Yeah. So you know the Islanders are always going to get in trouble. Barry Trotz is their coach, and they're just strictly defense. All they do is worry about defense. They have a couple guys. Matthew Barzell is really good. They can chip in. But the Islanders were dead last in goals against last year, Larry. This year they were, I, I believe, they were first. So that's pretty ridiculous to make that turnaround in one year, and that's all Barry Trotz and them buying into the system. So you knew it's – and the Penguins always struggle against teams that just play defense, you know, the Devils, historically, you know, the way they used to do it's always a grind, and they can beat those teams, but it's never easy. So I thought the Penguins would beat them like seven, maybe six, seven games. But wow, they just got swept out, and uh, it was not good. I, I I watched some of Game One and some of Game Four, but from what I hear, they did not look good. So <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's some deep analysis there. Yeah, I heard all the same thing. Well, here's what happened is, uh, if you recall, I really like this team. I like the guys on the team. I, and they were playing some spectacular hockey uh, in, in March there. It, they looked so good. But the problem was they were doing that when Latang and Malkin were out of the lineup. So then you bring those two guys back in, and then suddenly they're giving up odd man breaks again all the time and not playing the right way. It's really weird how that happens, huh? You bring back Malkin and Latang and everyone forgets how to play defense. It's crazy how that happens, but, yeah, that's what happened. Uh, yeah, I hear Latang really stunk up the joint. Yeah, he was terrible. Now, to his credit, he was great all season until he injured his neck there at the end of the year against the Flyers, and then he went out of the lineup. And then when he came back, he, he was he looked like last year's Latang, who was shit. And, and Malkin, Malkin had a very special season with the Penguins. The Penguins were a plus 32 goal differential on the season, and Malkin somehow managed to be a minus 25. And no, <laughs> and no one else, like Kessel was a minus. Jack Johnson was maybe like a minus four or something. But a minus 25, that is really doing something. That just shows that you don't give a damn about protecting the poker. So, yeah, so um, – there's going to be big changes this offseason, I would imagine. And by big, I mean your buddy Kessel's probably going to get traded. So that's what that, that's what I hear. I would rather them keep Kessel one more year and trade Latang because you'll get more for Latang, and he'll free up more money to moving him. Um, listen, they've already proven they can win a Stanley Cup without Chris Latang. So why why do you you don't, you don't need to pay a guy seven and a half million dollars a year to fuck up your defense? <laughs> Which is what he's done the last few postseasons. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'd rather I'd, I'd even shop Malkin, but I guess they're never going to shop Malkin, and he has a no trade clause, so he'd have to prove it on. Because I think Malkin's done. I just I don't know. I think his game just fell off a cliff, and I don't know if he'll ever be as good as he was. So um, I really can't it. comment on anything because I haven't watched a game since they raised the cup yeah. back in seventeen. <laughs> yeah, and I, but you and know. Again, I, 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 yeah, you, well, you watched some of that, right? You watched that final. What? You, you haven't watched hockey since then, is what you're saying? You watched a little bit. Yeah, remember after they won the cup and I was bitching about it, it was such a grind. I was like, I'm not watching them again until yeah. January. 
And then when January came, I was like, I don't really miss it. And then I haven't ever gone back. But last Friday when we were doing the show, when you and Pat were talking and, you know, when you and Pat are together, I can't get a word in. So, like, <laughs> I'm just sitting here watching TV, and I was like, oh, I see uh, on Yahoo or whatever, the pens are at 1-1. I don't know if it was I don't know if it was late second or early third. I'm like, oh, I'll turn it on. So I turned it on, and the Islanders were behind the net hugging each other, celebrating. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I turned American Pickers right back on. So I, I, I did catch about 10, 12 seconds of oh, the series. Yeah. That's good. So I'm, I'm working my way back in. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. I still like – there's some positives from this season. They got Marcus Patterson, uh, Jared McCann, Nick Beekstead, and, and Erica Branson was great once he came over. So those are nice four additions that they brought in. And I think they'll all be nice contributors next year. Um, but, yeah, something's got to go. Something's got to change. Um, I would like to see it be Latang, but it probably won't be. It'll probably be Castle. So it's not Matt Murray you're saying? Murray actually, I mean, he wasn't great, in the, but he was fine. Like, they didn't lose because of Matt Murray. And, and he really right. turned his game around towards the end of the season. So, like, I'm not as worried about him as I was up until, like, January of this year where he looked like garbage for a very long time. So it looks like he's rebounded. Again, he's the goalie that you need to – as long as you insulate him and play good defense in front of him, he'll be great. But if you leave him exposed, he's not going to make, you know, individual one-on-one saves that many times or make that extra save. But uh, as long as you play good defense in front of him, he'll be fine. Uh, and, of course, the other big news, Larry, is the Tampa Bay Lightning got swept out of the first round by the Columbus Blue Jackets. Now, I watched and, all four of those games. <laughs> yes. But that's your – again, uh, Tampa Bay tied a regular season record for most wins in the history of the NHL, and they get swept in the first round. And they were up 3 well, nothing in game out. one. They were up 3 nothing in game one, too. That's even more spectacular. Yeah. And Columbus, yeah. who's known – Columbus has never won a playoff series, and they're known for pissing away playoff series. For them to rally like that and come back and win – that's pretty amazing. And now that GM who I always made fun of for going all in, he's looking pretty good. So, I mean, <laughs> the worst thing that happens is they had a miraculous comeback and they won the first round. That's still pretty good. Now, is it worth mortgaging your franchise for? I don't know. We'll see. But if they win a Stanley Cup, the guy's a genius. So, um, I don't know. It's true. Because yeah. that counts, you know, because, you know, it's yeah. not written. Oh, here we make go. them a legit <laughs> we'll talk, team. We'll talk about <laughs> we'll talk about this later. Larry and I have three big arguments: uh, the Memphis Three, that kid on cereal, yeah. and then this <laughs> whether whether championships matter in wrestling. <laughs> we'll talk about this later. We started to get into like semi heated argument on the phone this <laughs> afternoon about whether the belts mattered or not. It just I just don't understand how someone can say the belts don't matter. <laughs> They don't mean shit. Not anymore. They oh, used to. They, really not, do. they don't mean shit now. All right, well, we'll talk about like it. Like back in the eighties and stuff, it meant something, but it doesn't mean nothing anymore. I hear what you're saying. All but right, they still mean something. <laughs> but all right, they don't. Um, but all right, you want to get to the movies? <clears throat> want to get to the movies? Yeah. Right. Are we? Uh, love... Are we playing top eleven? Uh, sure. I watched Did 11, you see movies. 11 movies. All right. Yep. Got to make it official then. The numbers all go to 11. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 
Vegas hockey. Off the whip. Mm. Yeah, I love it. I watched a lot of movies. <clears throat> Does Jank want to come on and participate in this? I don't know. He has no choice. <laughs> Jank! Hey, what's up, guys? What's up? We thought you were in line for Avengers. Yeah, you here to oh, I got show. my tickets already. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was prepared. Now, now, do you mind coming on, Jank? I always hate when we just bring you on with it. You know, maybe you don't want to be on the fake radio. So, hey, we're talking movies. Oh, no, sure. Yeah, I'll, no, 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 I'll hear no, no, about no. these movies. Here's I the saw the, uh, the preview on Facebook on the earlier. switchboard, you are subject to being a guest at any point. <laughs> That's the rule right. around here. Fair enough. Don't call in unless you expect to be um, on the air. Oh, one other thing I want to mention. It's been bothering me for two weeks. Uh, last time I, I think Jenk was on and we were talking movies, I, I may have made a reference to uh, your buddy uh, Rich Evans, who is your cousin or something. And I was talking about uh, the wor- the best of the worst, and there's like yeah. five of them sitting around talking. And I said, I was referring to that group, and I said, and, and of course, Rich Evans is the looker of the group. And you guys took that as being like I was insulting Rich Evans. No, I didn't mean that to insult Rich Evans. I was trying to insult the other people on that. So just to clarify, <laughs> I wasn't oh, insulting I one person. I was insulting five other people. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to clear that up. And that so one I didn't want to. Uh, all right, okay. <laughs> I felt bad after that. <laughs> I felt really bad. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, because again, I didn't want to. It's okay, we're not blood related. Ah. All right, well, that's fine. All right, that's fine. All right, so let's get to the movies. Uh, we'll, Wait, we'll yeah, I saw topic. one and a half movies. Do we want to talk oh, about ooh. one and a half movies first? Yeah, let's talk about the one yeah. and a half that you saw, Larry. All right, the first movie I saw was uh, Bumblebee. <laughs> oh, with John, <laughs> All right. John Cena. Bum- yeah, did you see Bumblebee, Bumblebee Kevin Jack? Uh, I did. I think I really only saw it because there wasn't much else coming out that week. And uh, I do like Haley Steinfeld, so for her sake, I went to yeah, go see it. That's what I was going to ask. Is that the girl? Because that, that girl, I, I watched Edge of 17 last week, Jank. And I was going to say, yeah. is that girl in, in Bumblebee? Yeah, that's her. Yep, that's her. And John Cena. Although Cena's yeah. not in it a ton. He's in it, you know, a little bit, but he's not the main focal point. <laughs> no, but, uh, he's just kind of the he's there to kind of be the holdover from the Michael Bay movies. It seems like <laughs> where he's yeah, kind of kind doing of very that, Michael yeah. Bayish humor. Yeah, but all in all, like it's it's fine. I mean, I thought it was good enough. I wasn't blown away by it or anything, but I enjoyed it. I, I'd say it was like a seven. Uh, it's kind of funny. It's got some you know regular Transformers like action seats sequences and shit. But here's the difference in this mm-hmm. one. In this movie, the Transformers, like Bumblebee and you know, like Soundwave and you know, the Decepticons that he's fighting and shit, they look a little different. They're better. Like, you can actually make yeah. them out. They kind of look like the <laughs> toys more than like CGI robots, and it looked, it worked way better than the other movies, I thought. Yeah, that I, was, I still had a hard time telling what was what a little bit, but definitely yeah. better. <laughs> For that sure, was better. always my complaint. I only saw the first Transformers, and uh, I don't even think I saw all of it. But yeah, my big complaint was I couldn't <laughs> tell what the fuck was going on. Like they were all just, they all looked like metal and a bunch of metal, not a lot of colors. Not you couldn't tell where their faces were. <laughs> right. You, you couldn't, you couldn't tell who yeah. they were. It's like, well, what the fuck is the point of this? Why is this even a yeah? That's... <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. They definitely improved that in this movie. Like Bumblebee's like a you know a bright yellow, and you know I can't remember the main bad guy. Like she's a woman, but she's she's distinctly <laughs> red. And so like when they're going wow. at it, like you can tell what's happening at least. And they kind of yep, when he true. transforms, like when they actually transform it, it looks like how it you know folded around when you were playing with the toys. Like I just really like that aspect of this movie, and you know, and it was funny enough, and it was fun. I liked it; it was solid. Well, <clears throat> you you yeah, bring up a, a, not you bad. You mentioned the the villain was a lady. Was there ever a lady transformer? I'm trying to think now. I don't remember there ever being lady transformers. It was all dudes, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't remember either. But she had a she had a lady's voice. Maybe I don't know. Maybe they just like. Maybe I missed something. <laughs> We're like, oh, you gotta be a I mean, they gotta place. breed somehow, unless someone just makes them in a factory. <laughs> yeah, that is true. That is true. And then um, I saw half of Mandy. Oh yeah, I've seen Mandy. Mandy. Is yeah. that like a very man movie? <laughs> no, that's that's Nick Cage. I wish. Remember I. I Remember we were talking about this a Ooh. few months ago, and I said one of the lines from the movie is "Knock knock, who's there? Eric Estrada, Eric Estrada, who? Eric Estrada from Chips." Like that's, <laughs> that's, that's actual dialogue from the movie. Like, that's, 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 hey, uh, by the way, Larry, just a quick teaser: we'll be talking about a Nick Cage movie on my list as well. Yes, I saw your list. I'm excited. I, I didn't know what the fuck was going on with it. Um. So, Mandy, okay, here's the gist of it (laughs) that I got. Because this movie Mm -hmm. is weird as balls. It's kind (laughs) of like uh, Natural Born Killers meets Clockwork Orange. It's it's odd, and it's (laughs) sublime, and it's surreal. It's, it's, It's very fucking weird. So... Nick Cage is dating this woman, or I don't know if they're dating or married, whatever. They're this couple, and it's all, you know, they're way into each other and shit. And anyway, she gets picked up by, like, this very religious cult, or I don't know if it's a family. Like, I don't know if it's, like, a Puritan-type family who's... But they they pick her up. I think it's like a cult. It's more of a cult than an actual, you know, blood-related family or anything like that. Yeah. And then they start, like, torturing her a little bit or something. I was like, I got to turn it off. I I was like, it's just too (laughs) fucked up. I'm not into this at all. And I I only made it maybe 30, 40 minutes into it. And I was like, nah, I, I just can't. Yeah, I kind of felt like that about that time, too. Um, the second half of the movie, to me, was much, much better once there actually starts being a point. <laughs> and Nick Cage kind of goes after them for revenge, and he's, like, fighting people with chainsaws and stuff, and <laughs> it just goes off the rails in some cool ways. It, it gets 91% on, on Rotten Tomatoes. 91. Oh, I know. I think... If I, if I remember, I, I think Mike L. might have thought, like, hey, this should be Best Picture or something like that. Like, I think Mike <laughs> L. loves Mandy. But I, I don't know. A I lot know of people do. Brandon's into it. Yeah, but I, I, I don't know. Not that it was a bad movie. It was just like, I'm sick of the violent, disgusting bullshit. Like, I, I don't know. I'm getting tired <laughs> of that kind of stuff. 
Like, it's fine if it's in a Jason movie where it's so fucking over the top, it's kind of funny. But, like, when it's kind of, like, realistic, like, this kind of stuff really happens, I don't want to bother with it anymore. <laughs> all right, fair enough. Maybe. So, all right, that's it. That's all. Oh, oh all right. also, before you get into your movies, uh, i got to tell everybody, uh, over on the Amazon Prime, they put uh, Billy the Exterminator up, and uh, me and Nick <laughs> have been watching that pretty hard for this week. We we watched about a good, you know, 12 or 15 episodes of Billy the Exterminator. <laughs> I love that and, uh, all the time. Here's the other thing too is uh, when you watch it early on, like at least the first two seasons uh, in the intro music, because they switch it up like after that. But th- there's a scene where like um, he pick like he has a snake on one of those t- you know those tongs like them grabber things, and like he's kind of mocking everybody and he just goes ah snake and every. Fucking time I fucking laugh at it. I don't know why. <laughs> all right, uh, that's all. So if anybody watches <laughs> Billy Exterminator and and you see that intro, like I don't, I crack up every time it comes on. It's, I don't know why. <laughs> I've never well, seen this. Well, all right, I'm done. Well, well you were watching Billy the Exterminator. I was watching foreign films. So we got to yeah, we got a few that's... foreign films on this list, <laughs> and. uh and Jake, I was correct Why? in saying that you like Kristen Stewart, right? Yeah, for sure. All right, well we got three movies from her. Three movies. Oh damn! And earlier, <laughs> earlier on the phone, I told Larry uh, I got three Kristen Stewart movies on the list, and he started naming all these Kristen Stewart movies. And I'm like, nope, nope, nope. He named about <laughs> fifty or sixty Kristen Stewart movies. And I was like, nope, that's not it. And it was none of them. <laughs> <laughs> she gets around apparently. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I, I no said, idea. "Oh, well, then you had to have watched Adventureland." He's like, "Nope." <laughs> nope. And I was like, "Really? <laughs> it's not Adventureland?" I'm like, "Did you cruise through all the Twilights?" No. I was like, uh, "Wasn't she in a movie with Tony Soprano?" And no. I'm like, "Is it the one about Guantanamo Bay?" No. I don't even no. know what you're talking about on that one. And I'm like, "Well, I don't know then." <laughs> and keep in mind, uh, this has happened like the, the previous times we've done these top 11 list of movies I watched the week. Like the first time it was like Colin Farrell and that director, Jank, that Yugoslavian director, yeah. Greek director, whatever. Greek director, right? <laughs> Your so, uh, then the second one was the kid from like uh, Blue Ruin and uh, Murder Party and Green Room. So mm-hmm. this time it's like these trends, I don't know what happens, but. I watch these movies, and afterwards, I'm like, oh, yeah, well, there's Chris Stewart in three of these movies. How about that? I'm going to be honest right. with you. Uh, <laughs> they're pretty shitty trends. I'm going to be I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> Colin Farrell, <laughs> the point that is, kid from the green room. And I don't Kristen mind Stewart. any I'm Like, I'm already not. But if you put them all the in a movie, is, I'm definitely never watching it. I'm not going into this <laughs> trying to watch movies with that kid from Blue Ruin. You know what I, I mean? I get it's it. Not like, it. It just happens. It's weird. All right. It, it, uh, number 11. It is weird. Uh, Mom and Dad. Mom and Dad. Yeah. This, this stars Nicolas Cage and Selma Blair. And uh, I, I guess Cenk, you oh, know, I the same this. guy that, that did like crap. Yeah, I remember Larry right? talking about this one before, and then I, I ended up watching it on Hulu later. And, uh, yeah, I like this now, movie a lot. Really? You like this movie a lot? <laughs> <Huh>. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I still Larry. couldn't tell you what exactly the plot was, but 
Yeah, that's Larry. <laughs> would you like to uh, tell the people what this movie's about? Do you watch the TV? I don't even remember. I think something with the, like Nick Cage and the wife like try to kill the kids. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's some kind of like a, like a virus or something going around that ter- makes all the parents turn on their kids and want to murder them. Yeah, yeah it, it's not that adults are murdering children. It's that the parents are murdering their own children. Yep. <laughs> so, and it's just like a hysteria. It just starts one day. and so Did I hate this? Uh, I mean, it sounds like I would hate it. Yeah, <laughs> you, you hated it's it. It's okay. I mean, it's it's okay. Uh, it gets better once um, Nicholas Cage. Like, like when I went into the movie, I didn't know. I just knew Nicholas Cage and Selma Blair were trying to kill their kids. That's all I knew. So I thought it was <laughs> just going to be them, like in a in a their house, trying to murder their children in their house, and like it was a very small contained story. I didn't realize there was this global hysteria going on outside of them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I guess my problem with it, Jank, is at the end. Spoiler alert. It just ends. Like, it, there's no... <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I guess That's my problem point. is... <clears throat> I, in uh, movies, I enjoy movies with, like, plots and resolutions and stuff. And this just ends. <laughs> like, there's just... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get the so. feeling that it's kind of supposed to be, like, apocalyptic almost, where there is no... It's not like, oh, we fixed it. <laughs> yeah, there well, really isn't going to be it, any kind least, of clean ending. I don't need it to get fixed, but I need it to have a resolution of some sort. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. for those who haven't seen the movie, uh, the kids then end up knocking out uh, Nick Cage and Selma Blair, and they end up tying them in the basement, a pole down in their basement, and they're having them tied up there, and they're just talking to them. And there's a nice little exchange where the, the daughter's saying, I wish we could trust you, or, you know, because it's like kind of yeah. like the, the mom had said to her earlier, so that's a nice callback. And then Nick Cage says, yeah, I, I really... Uh, I forget his exact phrasing, but he's something like, I, I, I wish, you know, I, I, I'm trying to be better or something, but just sometimes that I just want to, and it just ends. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I'm not going to say it's the best ending. <laughs> no. But I had a fun enough time the big, rest of it. That... Why not just have a picture paper <laughs> pop up? <laughs> I, I liked when... Uh, I, I liked when his like the, in the middle of they were about to kill their kids, uh, the doorbell rings, so they go and open the door, and here is Nick Cage's parents, and they're elderly, you know, and they, and they just stab the shit out of Nick Cage. So that was good. <laughs> I like that. That was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I don't know. And, like, the mom's sister, that. like, just had a baby, so she's, like, trying to kill the baby. Yeah. Yeah, she's trying to, like, choke out the baby with, like, a rear naked choke, and they're like, hey, get out of here. But uh, it's – I mean, it's it's okay, but I just – if, the, if it had a better ending, I would have liked it more. Yeah, I can but, see that. Uh, it did have a lot of crazy Nick Cage, though, so that that helped. Yeah. And also... <laughs> Let me ask you this. Well, here's one more thing before I forget. Uh, like, it seems like the hysteria turned him into these... But even before the hysteria, it seemed like Nick Cage was a dick. <laughs> like, they have these flashback scenes. Yeah. Nick Cage, like... So that kind the of flashbacks were the too. most confusing part, where it's just like, why? Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> why was he always so like? They this? were just ass- Yeah, they were just always assholes. All right, fine. Um, so, yeah. Go ahead, Larry. What'd you have? Is Nick Cage the best bad actor? <laughs> I think that's just accepted, <laughs> right? Like he's the best bad actor. Yeah. But I mean, like, 
I'd put Stallone, Him or Tommy Wiseau. Best bad actor, or maybe Schwarzenegger. Like, other than Leaving Las Vegas, is there a good Nick Cage movie? Like, where you're like, God damn, Nick Cage is good in this fucking movie. Like, he's usually well, just him say, his, <laughs> his same screamy, kind of weird, out there self. There's, a, uh, there's an episode of uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine that's very funny, because uh, Andy Samberg and uh, the guy who plays the, the captain, uh, his, his husband, they, they have to, they're in witness protection, like they're in a safe house for months. And all the <laughs> entertainment they have is that Andy Samberg brings Nick Cage movies. <laughs> so they're watching these. And, and the other guy's like real highfalutin intellectual college professor. He likes, you know, really good stuff. So the whole time they're there, they're watching these crappy Nick Cage movies. And then when they get out, uh, he brings the movies back to him. He goes, oh, we could have watched Leaving Las Vegas, the one where he won an Oscar for his act. And, and like, the guy's real pissed. He's like, why didn't we fucking watch that? <laughs> but, yeah, so the point is, I, I, I think that's the only movie that Nick Cage was ever in that was any good, like, where he was uh, an actual. Like, can you think of any other ones, Jank? I... Um, I mean, Con Air. He's not terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he's, still... he's terrible in that movie, yeah. though. <laughs> he's just a goofy movie, like, you know? I like The Rock. I mean, yeah, it's don't not like wrong. a quality movie. I like The movie. Rock a lot, but he's not, he's not doing a good acting job in that movie. <laughs> huh. Um... Like, what about Stallone? Has he ever been good in anything? Well... Rocky. <laughs> the Rockies. Yeah. He's just punchy, though. Like, he's, that, you know, he's just alone. But the first Rocky, he was great. And then, like, afterward, it became yep. kind of like a caricature of Rocky. But, I mean... Yeah. And the Creed's, he's been really good now that he's older and kind of has to really play a lot more emotions. Remember when they tried he to really make Copland thing? <laughs> like, they tried to say how great he was. <laughs> Copland suck. They tried to make that <laughs> great. not that great. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's rough. I don't know. Schwarzenegger's never been in a good movie, right? He's never done anything <laughs> like decent. He's been in, in like, wow, more good movies than anyone, but I can't say his acting was the best. Yeah, he's been in good movies, but, but as, far as, as far as his acting goes... Um, so yeah, is he the best out. bad actor then, Schwarzenegger? Uh, he might be. Yeah, I guess when you put it in those terms. He's had the most success. Hmm. What, what about uh, Cap, uh, Corelli's Mandolin or Captain Corelli's Mandolin or something? Nick Cage was in that. that <laughs> yeah, I never saw that. I never saw it. No. You know what Nick Cage movie I like? I, I'm not a big Nick Cage fan, but I like Honeymoon in Vegas. And I hate Sarah Jessica Parker, too, but I really like yeah. that movie, though. It's pretty good. Hmm. <clears throat> James Caan. Wild at Heart's really good, but he is kind of crazy Nick Cage in that. <laughs> National Treasure. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Number 10. Uh, this uh, It's got a French title, Larry, and it's in French, so I know you're going to like it. Force Majeure. <laughs> Force Ooh. Majeure. Now, Jank, have you ever heard of this? Ah, uh, yes. This is a movie about a yeah, family dude. on a mountain. Yep. Honestly, I've never seen it, but I've yeah, heard I, all about it. I think it came out in 2014. Yeah, it was critically acclaimed, and everyone says it's a very funny comedy. Uh, here's the thing. It's not that funny. 
It really isn't that funny. Oh, really? But the cinematography in it is interesting, and also I really like the wife. That's my kind of girl right there, the, the wife in this. Uh, but basically, Ooh, Larry, nice. it's basically a ripoff of that King of Queens episode where um, Kevin James and uh, uh, Leah Remini are flying home. Doug and Carrie, yeah, for other names. <laughs> They're flying home, and it looks like the plane's going down, and Doug takes the uh, oxygen mask away like from Carrie. Remember that? And she was like... Yeah, I just watched that one the other day, yeah. <laughs> all right, and she's all pissed at him because like, in, in a moment of where she, they could be dying, he thought of himself and not her, so she was all pissed. That's right. basically what this movie is. This family goes mm-hmm. on a vacation, and, uh, a ski vacation, and they're at dinner uh, on this uh, patio eating outside with a bunch of other people. And they're doing a controlled avalanche on the slopes, but here it, it got out of control, and it, and it comes on to the patio and like you know, charging right at everybody. And the guy just gets up, and his wife's there with their two little kids. He, he grabs his cell phone and just runs. <laughs> <laughs> so then he comes back, and uh, you know the wife. The, the thing is, it's not like a screwball comedy. It's a very, uh, it's like a dramedy. Like it's very serious how they play it. There's one or two moments in it that are funny, but overall it's just, uh, I don't know. It's not worth watching. I don't, I don't want, like, like I said, oh, cinematography, that, that's, that's they do a lot of good things with how they shoot the movie. Like uh, I would say 99% of the movie is they just, they set the camera, they set the shot and then the characters move around in that shot. And then, but like the camera never moves, you know, it's always pretty much stationary and the composition of the shot is set. So that's mm-hmm. interesting. And again, I really like the wife. Um, but otherwise, <laughs> eh. And although I, I hear Larry, Damn. when I looked it up on Wikipedia, it seems like they're making an American version with Will Ferrell and Julia Louis Dreyfus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing that one. I feel like that's going to be a very different movie. <laughs> yeah, a very so broad comedy. Saying- are you saying uh, they don't even get trapped in an avalanche? They just no. almost get trapped in an avalanche? Yeah, it looks like they're going to mm-hmm. get crushed by this avalanche on this patio with a bunch of other diners. But he just he just stands up and gets the hell out of there. And then the snow hits them. And like, but it's just it doesn't bury them. It's just like you know, like an inch of snow on the ground. Then you know what I mean? Like so. Yeah. Um, but it looked bad, and he ran when he thought it was looking bad. <laughs> so. Well, that's funny. Yeah, but again, they play it real serious. Like it's a very like a dramatic relationship kind of movie, more than a like. There's again, there's a couple funny moments. Like the, the probably the funniest moment is him and his one buddy are uh, trying since his his wife and his kids really don't want to have anything to do with him. He, he goes out with his one buddy, and uh, and because his buddy is there with his like twenty year old girlfriend, and he's in his forties, divorced. And they started talking about it at dinner because the wife brought it up how um, he ran from him. And he always tried to say, I didn't run. You're remembering it wrong. And then they actually broke out his phone video and watched it. And he admits, oh, oh, yeah, I guess I did run. But anyway, so the other couple starts talking about it, what they would do in that situation. And they have a fight now because of it, because the girl says, well, you'd probably run away too. And so they have a fight. So him and his buddy go off on their own to ski. And they're at some little club <laughs> and there's, this lady comes up to him when they're sitting there, and she goes, I just want to tell you that my friend thinks you are the best-looking man here. And, and then she walks away, and then, like, ten seconds later, she comes back and goes, oh, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. She meant someone else. <laughs> 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 it's really awkward then, you know, because they're feeling all good about themselves, and then, you know, oh. <laughs> But other than that, 
I really want to, but again, I do like the wife. And in a movie like this, it's it's a little surprising that uh, she does take her top off. So I'm all, all right, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but force majeure. Uh, it's you know, it's out of your way to see it's but more than it's one on, mountain in this movie. <laughs> you can check it out. <laughs> so all right, uh, number nine. Another foreign film. This this is a Chinese film uh, directed by a guy named Johnny Johnny Toe. Have you ever heard of this guy, Jake? Johnny Toe. I guess he's very <laughs> nope, famous. I can't say that I have. Very famous Chinese director. This movie it's called Three, and uh, it's set in a hospital. Uh, a, a detective is in interrogating a, a criminal, and he gets a little carried away, and he ends up shooting the guy in the head. All right, but the guy survives, so they take him to the hospital. And the detective's worried that he's going to get in trouble for shooting the guy in the head. <laughs> you know, so he's trying to oversee this criminal, uh, hope, kind of hoping he dies. But they want to do surgery on the criminal, but the criminal doesn't want to have the surgery because he's trying to stall um, for time until his, his organized crime buddies can show up and rescue him from the hospital. So, well, that's basically all that's going on. There's, there's a female doctor. So the, the title three refers to the detective, the criminal, and the female doctor. They're the three primary characters. And then uh, <laughs> at the end, there's a huge uh, action scene where uh, the, the other bad guys show up and try and get him out of the hospital. And I will say that is very entertaining. <laughs> like, uh, he, he, But the problem is the movie's about maybe an hour and a half and that action scene doesn't come until like an hour and ten minutes in. So, oh boy! Mm. But it, it sounds fast funny. Forward, the action, yeah, it's not a comedy, <laughs> but the action scene <laughs> is. Uh, there's a few funny moments, but the action scenes is very good because they're doing a lot of that. Uh, uh, that, that I guess they call it what bullet speed. Remember Quicksilver in uh, Days of Future Past, always running around. Oh yeah, yeah, down. yeah. Bullet time. They're doing a lot of that stuff, but they're doing it like. It's hard to explain, but they're doing it like in the background of like the for like action happening in the foreground, and then they do it in the foreground, and action's happening in the background. It's very interesting to watch. I would highly recommend watching just the fight scene from three. So just <laughs> fast forward, because that's worth watching. But uh, the rest of it, eh, not that much. Is the doctor <laughs> hot? Uh, she's okay. She's an attractive woman. She's no Oscar. You know. Tatas. Yeah. No. Uh, no, there's no nudity in this one. So I'm out. Man. All right. Um, number eight, certain women. Certain women. Oh, my God. Nothing? Nobody? <laughs> nope. Is this All on right, I've heard of it. No, this is on uh, Netflix, <laughs> I believe. Um, basically, it's uh, it's just three little short stories put together in a movie. Uh, the first one stars Laura Dern as an attorney who is trying to represent a fellow who got fired from his job, and uh, he ends up taking people hostage because you know, all that happens. The second one is Michelle Williams, <laughs> and her and her husband are, and their kid, they're trying to build a house, and they, they kind of manipulate a dude to get some uh, – um, they're trying to make this house real uh, like authentic to the land, so they – they get some certain sandstone off of this old farmer guy who's living by himself. And the old farmer guy is played by Clayton of Benson fame. So that's nice. Clayton. <laughs> Larry right. Clayton? Huh? Nothing? Nothing I, for Clayton? I have no idea. And then, <laughs> and then the third story 
is uh, Kristen Stewart, uh, but it's actually it, it focuses oh, on go. another lady, another lady. I forget her name, but she's this farmer. Uh, I, fucking, I forget where. I don't know, but uh, she lives by herself and in, in this taking care of the horses and the animals on this little farm, and she decides to go to a night class. Uh, some lawyers come into town to teach a night class, and Kristen Stewart's a young lawyer just out of school, and so she gets saddled with doing this job for their agency or whatever they sent her up. She has to drive like four hours each way just to talk to these people. She has to do it twice a week. And and here this uh, this other lady, this farmer lady, she becomes smitten with Kristen Stewart. She falls in love with Kristen Stewart. And uh, oh, so she man. goes up to these classes every two nights to see Kristen Stewart. And then one week Kristen Stewart just doesn't show up because uh, she's sick of driving all that way. So the other girl, <laughs> she drives the four hours to visit Kristen Stewart, and it's very awkward. There, <laughs> you know, because Kristen Stewart is not in love with the girl, <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's very awesome. So <laughs> this good. movie, it, it it's very well acted and well shot and everything, um, but it's very slow. And it you, if you like literary short stories, you'll probably like the movie because it's the same pace and like uh, feeling of a literary short story where you read ten pages just to get one little significant moment. Yeah, that's very much. Oh, like a Stephen King book. <laughs> but it, it's it's again, it's really well done, well acted, but it's very slow, and it's like reading a short story. <laughs> that's what I can put it. Although an hour and a half long mm. short story. So, okay. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, you didn't sell me on this one at all. No. Nope. Yeah, I wanted to go out of your way to see I'll it. I'll pass. Um, but uh, I got to tell you, Kristen Stewart looks come on. Yeah, haircut. you're coming around. Like a little uh, down to the shoulder, oh a little God. up at the end, looking good. All right, uh, number seven, personal shopper. Ooh. Personal. Oh, here we go. This is Kristen Stewart. I know. Yes, and uh, I, I never liked Kristen Stewart, but I got to tell you, I'm a fan now. <laughs> I'm a fan. All right, <laughs> that is ridiculous. Yeah. Personal shopper. <laughs> Give in, Larry. I never thought she was a good act. I never thought she was a good actress or anything. I thought you know, but I, I tell you what, all three movies we're talking about today, she did a really good job acting wise. And uh, she, she has one emotion, act. and that emotion is deer in headlights. <laughs> so I'm telling you, that's <laughs> not true in these movies. It is not true. All right, so uh, personal shopper. Uh, Kristen Stewart plays a personal shopper uh, for this, uh, like I think a model or actress or something. I don't. Um, so, uh, but her brother has just died, and her brother was like a medium, you know, like uh, they're both intuitive, like uh, they could sense the paranormal. What what do they call that, Larry? Or they could sense the paranormal. Um, remember Chip uh, Coffee? Genetic. Shyster. <laughs> remember Chip Coffee on uh, Paranormal State? He was a, uh, what? What did they call him? A like a uh, psychic medium. It's a different word, though, but I can't remember what it is. Yeah, I, I hear you. Anyway. I don't know. Lorraine Warren uh, so, died today, by the way. Yeah, I saw that. Um, so they yeah. can uh, – so her brother was kind of like talking to ghosts and shit or something. And, and they, they always said uh, – <clears throat> but they they both have a heart condition. So they both realize they're probably not going to live that long. And here her brother ends up dying, and, and, you know, she's still living. And she knows she has this heart condition. And she always told her brother, hey, you know, if, if they die first uh, – Send, let's send each other a sign. Whoever dies first, what's going on? So she starts getting these weird happenings. In sign, things start happening, and 
she can't tell. Like people start, someone unknown person starts texting her, and she she can't tell if it's her brother or what's going on. And she thinks it's her brother, and it might not be her brother. Um, this is this a scary so, movie? Uh, it's not meant to be scary, but it's uh, paranormal. And then uh, someone gets murdered, and then you got to figure out what was what's going on here. So I don't want to ruin it because it is worth watching. Uh, but here's the here's the big thing. Uh, Jank, you're going to want to listen to this. Uh, oh. Kristen Stewart, gets, she gets naked at one point, so you're going to want to watch that. And, and then, oh, good I'm out. And, and, then she, <laughs> and then, and then she goes. Uh, yeah. So she goes to the place where uh, her, who she works for, her the lady's apartment or whatever. She's trying on her clothes, and she gets <sighs> naked while she's trying on her clothes. And, and then Larry, she goes in the in the, in the bed and uh, has a little. Quiet moment by herself, if you know what I'm saying. Oh my god, know. that is gross. <laughs> Why am I not watching this right now? <laughs> you Give know, me the Mr. Skin update. What thing. minute mark is this? <laughs> it's later oh in the film. God. It would be in the like the last, the last third of it, I would say. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I gotta tell you, she looked good, and and she did a really good job at, in the acting department. In this movie, the movie's not great, but it's good enough. <laughs> you know, it's good enough. <laughs> and it, so I'd give it like a seven. I enjoyed it. So, uh, Jake, oh, I'm telling you, you're going to love it. Yeah, you're going to love here's, it. All right. Here's how I feel, Mike Bell. So let's take it. Is <laughs> no matter what the circumstance is, I don't care if it's Oscar night and she's on the red carpet. I don't care if it's her wedding day and she's all yeah. done up standing at the altar waiting for her woman or man. Kristen Stewart... <laughs> always look like she needs a shower to me. No matter what's going on, <laughs> that girl needs a shower. She always needs a shower. She just seems I don't I don't have that impression of her at all. <laughs> I think she looks very very clean, very hygienic. I yeah. have no problem with here, that. Here, here, I'm sure she like, smells like weed, like, but <laughs> other than that it's clean. I also get like say say you're living with her like she's your significant other or whatever and she just comes home from doing whatever she's doing and she gets undressed you know it like you know she's home because as soon as those pants come off you're like oh hey what's up hun I thought you were home even if you're napping you're still catching a whiff I'm telling you what's <laughs> wrong with you what is wrong with you. Well, well, first of all, the, the only thing I can think of in that scenario is what the hell happened to Kristen Stewart that I'm her significant other? That poor, poor girl. What happened to her? <laughs> and now I'm her significant other. <laughs> I was talking to Jay. Yeah, all right. All right, uh, number six. Let's, let's keep She'd the Kristen Stewart train rolling. Let's keep the Kristen Stewart fun rolling. Uh, number six, The Clouds of Seals Maria. The Clouds of Seals What? Maria. I've never heard that poetry those movie? words strung together in my life. <laughs> I think this movie came out in 2016, and uh, it stars uh, Juliette Binoche as a uh, actress, a famous actress. And again, I, I believe this is in French. Or, uh, no, this is this is in English. This is not. This is yeah. This is not in subtitle at all. Um, but uh, the, the, the title refers to a town in Switzerland where there's this. Uh, phenomenon where these clouds come rolling through the valley and it looks like a snake or something. But anyway, <laughs> uh, Juliet Binoche Not plays an actress. Start. <laughs> Juliet Binoche plays an actress who when she was younger, she uh, when she was like 19, she starred in a play or a, a film, I can't remember. I, I, maybe it was a film. Um, 
where uh, she played a young woman who seduces an older woman and then drops her, and then the older woman kills herself. So now, all these years later, Julie Binoche, you know, in her late 50s or whatever, she's going to do a play of that same story, but now she is going to be the older woman, and the younger woman is going to be played by Chloe Grace Moretz. Is that her name? Oh, oh. I'm back in. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Find some common ground. <laughs> and uh, Kristen Stewart plays Juliet Binoche's personal assistant. All right. So, so she, she's just like so. If she's a personal assistant, you're you're watching that movie. <laughs> yeah, she's a personal shopper. <laughs> not she's a personal assistant. So Julia Pinoche. But here's the thing: this movie is very interesting in the fact that it it it's really about time and how you know time passes and how we change over time. And because Julia Pinoche is having a lot of trouble figuring out how to play this part because she she still sees herself as the young girl, even though now she's a fifty you know whatever year old woman. And, but it's just, a, a, and also, like, uh, the scenes in the play are kind of mirroring her life right now with Kristen Stewart. Like, is Kristen Stewart in love with her? Is she in love with Kristen Stewart? Uh, so it's really good. But the, the best part about the movie is that the dynamic between Benoche and Stewart, they're really good together whenever they're on screen. And, like, they'll do scenes where they're reading lines from this play and the dialogue's kind of stilted and not that great and the, the scenes kind of are terrible. And then they stop reading it, and then they interact within the, you know, has the actual characters themselves, and they're just dynamite. Their chemistry is perfect, and, and they're so good. They play off each other so well. So I would recommend the movie just to watch Kristen Stewart and Juliette Binoche. Um, the movie's not perfect or anything, but okay. it's, it's worth watching, especially if you like Kristen Stewart. Uh, but it, this is the best. Nobody likes I, her. <laughs> of the three, she does a really good job in this movie in terms of acting, Larry. I, I think I'm telling you, if you watch these three films, you would like Kristen Stewart. I will not watch them because she's in them. <laughs> Man, all right, all right. Fair enough. They just hold you down and force you to watch them like Clockwork Orange style. <laughs> all right. Listen, it's already uh, a rough night. Three Kristen Stewart movies, and I'm trying to get this piece <laughs> Red Bull down. So let's just move on from Kristen Stewart. All right, oh, man, only 20 minutes no in, more. and this, she's getting naked. No more, no more Kristen Stewart movies <laughs> on the list. All right, All right number five, Aquarius. I mentioned this a couple weeks ago on the show. This, the Aquarius in the title refers to an apartment complex in uh, Brazil. And uh, the lady lives there. Uh, she's in her 60s. And uh, she's lived there her whole life. Uh, well, not she hasn't lived there her whole life. But uh, her family's always lived there. Like her aunt that she loved, uh, who was a very strong, independent, unique woman, lived there. And then uh, this lady moved in with her family later in life, and, and they lived there. And now her kids have grown up. Her husband's dead. Uh, he's been dead for like 17 years or something. So she's all by herself there, and she just wants to live there. But some developers are trying to force everybody out because they want to redo it. But she doesn't want to move. And unless she moves, they can't start the development. So there's a lot of pressure. People, developers are trying to get her out. Her family is even trying to get her out. She doesn't want to leave. This sounds like up. Up. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but here's the thing. Uh, this lady, you know, she's in her 60s, but she's a real good-looking lady. And uh, I guess she's a very famous Brazilian actress. I can never remember her name. I think Sonia Braga. Vanessa Del name? Rio. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> so I was looking this up. I was looking this lady up, and yeah, she was 
she's real. I, I she's good looking now, but in her younger days, she you know she's smoking hot. She's like a model and stuff, and she's a real famous actress in Brazil. She's been in a, a lot of movies. But I, I was uh, reading, researching her and stuff, and uh, in the 1980s, Larry, she had relationships <clears throat> with David Lee Roth, Ooh. Robert Redford, who didn't, and Clint Eastwood. Can a lucky lady. Three, <laughs> those are three pretty. <laughs> they're all Eskimo brothers through this lady. That's a that's a weird three, though, right? Redford, Eastwood, and David <laughs> Lee Roth. <clears throat> yeah. Hopefully, those other two were before yeah. David Lee Roth. <laughs> yeah, like I like all right. Redford and Eastwood, you can kind of get, but David Lee Roth is like, where'd that come from? What? <laughs> David Lee Roth, he 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 fucks everybody. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. I, I just thought that was kind of interesting that she had been with those three fellows. I'd be What's surprised if there was any woman he met then that he didn't have sex with. <laughs> I, I think her name is Sonia Braga, maybe. Uh, that sounds familiar. Oh, you know what? She was in Luke Cage. Uh, I didn't watch season two ah. of Luke Cage. She, she played uh, Zaria Dawson's mom on Luke Cage. I don't know. Did, they, did you see that? Oh, man. Uh, I watched all that, but I don't remember that. I think she was one episode, maybe, <laughs> if that. Yeah, it would have been. I, I think been I know two. this lady from something else, though. She's been in a lot. Like she was in that TV. movie with Redford, that Milagro Beanfield War or whatever that was called. Remember that? Yeah, she was in that one. Yeah, I, remember, I never saw it though. Yeah. Um, hmm. But she was on Alien. Anyway, yeah, she, she's a she's a good looking lady. And uh, here's the thing: the character in the movie, uh, she also had breast cancer, so she lost a breast. You know. So mm-hmm. she's uh she's real self conscious about that, and I guess. Even though she's real good looking, you know she doesn't date much because they show her trying to be with a guy, and and he once he finds out she doesn't have a she he gets real turned off, which is what a dick, right? I mean, uh, really, because let, let's be honest, you end up favoring one anyway, right? You know. <laughs> what if that made her off balance, so she's always falling off like ladders? Uh, well, yeah, I guess that would be a concern. But otherwise, I mean. Sign me up uh, for her, uh, no problem. Uh, but so, but then later in the movie, later she hires a uh, a male prostitute. Uh oh. Yeah, she makes sweet, sweet love to a male prostitute. Yeah, that's a, a gigolo, as we like to call them. <laughs> Just the gigolo. That maybe that's for David Lee Roth. Yep, there's the David Lee Roth connection. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so, so the movie though is it's really good, and again, it's. Uh, in Brazil, so you know it's subtitled and everything. Um, I love this film. It's like a really, really good movie until like the final twenty minutes. <laughs> then it gets kind of corny. It becomes like like the whole movie is like a really fascinating uh, character study of this woman and again aging. And so I I wanted to see the corporation just crush her. You know, I wanted to just see it. Come in and like just have her, watch her life just totally fall apart because. But the ending is like a little Hollywood ending, like oh everything's fine. So I didn't like that. But up until then, it was really good. I really enjoyed this film. So uh, Aquarius, worth watching. Oh, I tell you what, I'm enjoying this fucking personal shopper. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> up the personal shopper. <laughs> what is this outfit yeah, like, she's try- putting on? It's- yeah, she tries on this outfit. Um, it's just like a harness, basically. 
Yeah, the it covers nothing. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I it, love it. <clears throat> puts over some like see-through thing over top of it, I guess. But uh, yeah, it's an interesting outfit. But, yeah, there you go. Hey Jay, <laughs> did you yeah. did you know Kristen Stewart's going to be a new angel? Charlie's yeah, angels. Yeah, Charlie's angels. Oh yeah, I think I did hear that on Hollywood Babylon before. I'm guessing and she I won't think, be as uh, naked on there though. Uh, <laughs> CBS yeah, or whatever network it is. <laughs> and I think the girl that's playing Jasmine in the Wait. Aladdin movie is one of the angels. Wait, it, it's it's a uh, TV show or a movie? I thought it was a movie. I thought it was a movie. Oh okay. Oh, I thought it was a TV Jake. show. Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe you know. I, I can't imagine her doing TV. Oh, <laughs> huh. well, that's interesting. All right, uh, number four. Um, oh, I guess I should say, like, Aquarius is, uh, what was that on? I think that was Prime. Most of these movies are Netflix, though, because I was on a Netflix take this week. All right, so uh, number four, this is on Hulu, uh, Professor Marston and the Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah, I still want to see this. I was going to watch it the other day, and then I, I couldn't remember the name of it, and I was like, I don't feel like Googling it. <laughs> That's how lazy I am. I'm I'm too lazy to <laughs> Google shit. All right. Yeah, this is uh, the story about Wonder Woman, the guy who created Wonder Woman. And um, for those, we talked about this on the show years ago. I think even with Mike L, we brought it up once, once or twice. But the, the guy who created her is, is uh, Professor Marston, and he's also the guy who basically invented the lie detector test. And um, yeah. he had a theory – he had a theory called disc theory, and it was uh, based on oh fuck, what was it? I can't remember what the D stands for. Was that dominance, um, inducement? Uh, oh omission, yeah, compliance. All right. So he psychology and all this other stuff, and his wife was a, a psychologist, but because uh, she was a woman at the time, this was back in the thirties and twenties and thirties. She, they, she never really was given credit for anything. And basically it was her idea to come up with a lie detector. She had the idea, but, you know, he gets credit for it because uh, she's a lady. Um, but <laughs> and so, so they get a teaching assistant to help him with one of their projects, and she's a smoking hot co-ed, and uh, he's really attracted to her. And uh, his, his wife is kind of, yeah, maybe a little attracted to her. And, and then the co-ed, she, swanted, she likes the wife. She doesn't really care for Professor Marston. She's way into the wife. I'm in. So they say, hey, <laughs> I, something could work here. <laughs> so they all get together, Larry, and, you know, and they, they make the three. And uh, they, they, you know, I, I think what the kids call it these days polyamorous relationship. You know, mm. polyamorous relationship. And they basically mm-hmm. end up living as a couple, uh, him with his two wives, and he has kids with both of them uh, <laughs> eventually. And they all live in a house together. Uh, <laughs> And but it, uh, society, you know, eventually catches up to him and the pressure, and they and uh, the younger woman goes her own way with their kids. I think she had three kids with them, and uh, she starts to make her life for herself. And then Marston gets sick, and then uh, Marston, uh, you know, well, I, I, can I spoil it when it's a historical fact? But you know, <laughs> yeah, anyway. not really a spoiler. Just what, you can readily look this up. But it's a, it's a good movie because it's kind of like, in a little way, it, it kind of reminded me of Shakespeare in Love because, you know, remember in Shakespeare in Love how there'd always be those little moments that inspired uh, a character in a Shakespeare play or whatever you see. I'm like, ah, oh, look, look at there. Well, that kind of thing's happening here. All these little things are happening. And, oh, that's how he got the idea for the invisible plane. And that's how 
the silver bracelet. Oh, so he's there. he's drawing his life, so to speak, into the into the comics. Yeah. Basically, oh, okay. he, Wonder Woman is a combination of his wife and this younger girl, because his wife is really oh, smart, see. strong, uh, um, powerful, fierce, and then the younger girl was all innocent and sweet and beautiful. You know, his, his I like the wife. She's, uh, she's but you know the younger beautiful. Yeah, woman, that Rebecca Hall. You know what I mean? Yeah, Rebecca Hall plays his wife, and then the the younger girl is uh, Heathcote, or is that her name? He's. Uh, I, I, I'm I remember not sure what her, her name is. She was in um, Bella Heathcote. Yeah, Bella Heathcote. She's a good looking girl. So uh, yeah, I don't, I can't cute. remember the dude. I don't know the dude who plays Marston. But I, I got to tell you, how old do you movies, think Bella Heathcote is, Mike Dell? Uh, I, I think she's like. Oh. Uh, 24? 25? 32. Like a good guess. Wow. Look at that. Jeez. So you can masturbate to her and not feel gross about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's good looking. There is, uh, they do show a uh, sex scene with the three of them, but uh, I think all you really technically see, you get to see uh, uh, one of Rebecca Hall's breasts, I believe. <laughs> what about his? What about his ding dong? She lost the other one to cancer. <laughs> yeah, no, you you don't see any of that. And uh, I don't think the other. I don't think that Heathcote girl gets naked. I, she's wearing like this Greek thing, so you can kind of see through it, like a Greek toga kind of dress. So. But I, if I recall correctly, I don't think she gets naked. Um, what about like? It's like it's, what about like a quick shot of the balls? <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. Okay. Right in the I'm opening. Right in the opening credits. Get a quick shot of the sweet uh, Charlie Brown. I got to tell you, this movie's surprisingly good. I didn't, I didn't go in thinking it was going to be that good, you know, but it actually was. Um, the, that so it, was Rebecca, the wife is really good. Like she does a really good uh, job in the the old acting department. So it's worth watching. I give it like a set, solid seven. It's decent. So are you saying? Yeah, it she's has always the pretty same good. Kind of feel as Shakespeare in Love, where it's kind of fun no. and. Oh, so it, no, is I wouldn't it say it's kind really of fun, fun, or is this? <laughs> it's it's not really all that fun. It's just a standard biopic, um, you know. Yeah, it's more uh, melodramatic than it is kind of, fun. Yeah, there's oh, not a lot I of comedy. See. There's no real comedy. Oh, I thought it was a little I, more lighthearted, like fun. You know, he's drawing comic books. All right. Um, yeah. There you go. Uh, number three, an Indonesian film, Larry. You love the Indonesian Oh, films. my God. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's all I watch <laughs> when I'm not watching Billy. The Raid, The Raid Redemption. The Raid Redemption. Is this like a it's sequel? Going... Like, was there a raid and then this is the second part? Uh, no. Nope. Uh, I think it Netflix. was called The Raid originally in Indonesia, yes. but then when they brought it to yes. America, that for some reason they had to change it to The Raid Redemption for some reason. Yeah, they put a colon after Raid and slapped the redemption on you know, when it came to America. Huh. But it's a uh, very I like famous a good colon. action film. It's a, it's a very famous <laughs> action film. Um, it was... Uh, the, the plot is basically a criminal's uh, holed up in like his apartment complex he owns, and uh, the... Uh, SWAT team has to go in and get him out, but as they're going in, they get ambushed by his, his guys, and it is violent as fuck. This movie, there's probably over under on people shot in the head that you see get shot in the head, probably like eight. 
I don't know, somewhere around there. Take the, uh, it's, mm. it's really violent, and um, but it's good violence. Like, it's very well choreographed, and it reminded me a lot. I'm guessing this definitely inspired Daredevil, because the fight scenes in this film are very similar mm-hmm. to the fight scenes in the Daredevil show. What, they're all in a dark so, hallway? I can see that. <laughs> oh, Jake, have you, have you seen this, Jake? Uh, I have not. Um, I've heard great things, and I know it definitely also inspired the uh, the Dread movie that came out not that long ago. Um, not like the Sylvester Stallone Good Judge Lord. Dread, obviously, but the more recent one. That's very kind of a similar plot where like there's this giant mega city and there's like a you know gangster up on like the, the top floor and they gotta keep going floor to floor fighting their way up type deal. So it's very similar. Is it is, yeah, is the, that new dread any good? Because the old dread really oh, ruined I love it for that me. Movie. You know, the seashells and all <laughs> that stuff. Like I can't. No, the seashells. Yeah. That's uh, Demolition Man, which is a great yeah, movie. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. I, but how is the new dread? It's really good. I highly recommend that one. It's it's great. It's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it's a great movie. It's kind of like RoboCop. <laughs> I love that movie. Seems like it'd be like Kinda. RoboCop a little bit. All right. Yeah, it's definitely got elements of that. And they they let him keep the like the helmet on the entire time, which is cool. <laughs> you don't see that a lot in movies. Yeah. Usually they got some kind right. of thing built in where the star has to show his face, but nope, they just. <laughs> it's not about that at all. Carl Urban is fucking great. All right. I don't either. Is that country music singer? <laughs> is he related to Travis Tritt? I don't know what that means. All right. So, uh, country's bad boy, Mike Bell. Country's bad boy. <laughs> But the uh, the raid the raid redemption. If you like action films, I would highly recommend it because <laughs> it's very violent and it's uh, but it's like unique and well done violence. Like again, the fight scenes are very yeah. Daredevil esque. Um, definitely check it out if you like that kind of stuff. All right, uh, number two. I want to say those were the guys, like the guys who uh, maybe the star and possibly at least the people who did all the fight scenes in that movie were brought in for like uh, episode seven of Star Wars. And everyone's like, oh, man, this is going to be great. There's going to be some great action scenes. And then they don't do fucking anything. (laughs) They just get chased by some stupid CGI monster for a little bit. Yeah, because I actually, like, I looked it up, like, to see if these guys were the same ones that did the uh, Daredevil fight scenes. But, well, they're different guys. Uh, They said that the guys that did Daredevil were definitely inspired by these people. So, Yeah, I Um, see that. All right, uh, number two, uh, this is on Netflix, The Endless. The Endless. Jank, uh, anything? Ever hear of it? Mm, don't think so. This, this yeah, goes along with, uh, this kind of goes along with what we were talking about a couple weeks back with uh, uh, time crimes and triangle and coherence. It's another one of those yeah. things where, like, it, a time loop kind of things happening. Um, so when the movie starts, these two brothers uh, and the guys that play the brothers are also the guys that wrote and directed this movie. And they had written, they had done a movie before this called resolution a couple of years before, which basically has the same universe and the same kind of thing. But I, I can't find that film. Um, but uh, so anyway, these, these two brothers, uh, they were in a, a cult or a, uh, 
UFO cult. At least that's what the older brother called it, the UFO cult. The younger brother kind of remembers it as being like just a nice, happy commune, a bunch of hippies. And so they, they have kind of miserable lives. They, they still live together, and they, they just work as cleaning. They clean, like, offices and houses and stuff, and that's their life. They have no other thing going on. I, I guess the way they ended up at that UFO cult was they were uh, in a car wreck, and the guy saved them. Their mother died, and the guy brought them back to the commune. So they were there for them for a few months. And then their older brother sensed, like, hey, something's weird here. This is some sort of weird mm-hmm. cult. So he told his brother that they uh, castrate everybody if they stay there, and they got to get out of there. They're all going to kill themselves. So that's how he convinced his little brother to go away. Then years later, uh, here a videotape from this cult ends up at their doorstep, and they watch it, and hear that this girl who the younger brother always liked, and she's just saying, hey, talking about the cult and everything. you know. <laughs> and, and so he starts thinking about it again. He's like, I'd like to go back there. So he convinces his older brother to go back. So he says, all right, we'll go back for one day just so you can see that I was right and that I was crazy and you don't want to be there. So they go back for the one day. And that, and everyone there, even though it's been 10 years since they've been there, uh, everyone there looks exactly the same. Um, that that girl's still there. She's the guy, the younger brother still really likes her. So they start hitting it off. And the younger brother wants to stay even longer. And the older brother's like, nah, there's something fucked up here. We can't be staying here. We, we need to get out of here. And uh, so that's basically the setup for the movie. And then you find out that there's different areas of this region. There's little time loops, and they keep repeating over and over and over. And <clears throat> that's why the people never age and stuff. But I don't want to give away everything. But, uh, yeah, go the endless. It's If you like that kind of stuff with the the time loops and all that kind of nonsense, uh, it's a good movie. I enjoy it. Is that one on uh, Netflix? Watch. Yeah, I believe Netflix. Netflix. The res- I'd like to see Resolution because it's it's uh, apparently it's similar and there's characters in Resolution that are in this movie. So I would like to what, but I couldn't find any. Anywhere, but um, mm. so the Endless. It's definitely worth a watch. And then uh, number one, uh, probably my favorite movie. Uh, that's what's number one of this week that I saw. In a world. In a world. In a world. Yes. On movie yeah. trailers. Yep. Yes, it is. That's exactly what it's about. Um, I, yeah, I, I think I, I, I know of this movie. Uh, it's Same. A comedy. Yeah, I never actually saw it. It, it was written and directed by uh, Lake Bell. Lake Bell. Now, I don't know if you're familiar with this girl, but she is smoking hot. Lake mm-hmm. Bell. She, she kind of reminds me of Amanda Peet. She's Amanda Peetish. So maybe Larry. Yikes! <laughs> I love Lake Bell. You know who likes so, Lake uh, Bell? I think the Ryan loves Lake yeah, Bell. Yeah, because I think she might be Canadian, if I'm remembering properly. So maybe okay. that's why the Ryan likes it. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she wrote I like Catherine and Bell. I, I would. Oh, Catherine Bell, smoking hot. <laughs> but uh, Kristen Bell. Uh, I would go uh, Catherine Bell, Lake Bell, Kristen Bell. One, two, three. You are ridiculous. <laughs> All right. <laughs> But anyway, uh, she did a real good job writing this. It's a comedy. Uh, she plays, she's like uh, 31 years old at the time of this movie. Uh, well, not the actress, but the character. And she's still living with her, her father. And uh, he's a very famous uh, voiceover guy who does movie trailers. And that guy who did the, uh, in a world, I forget his name, but he apparently had just died. So other other people are competing for <laughs> his spot, you know. 
there's only like four or five people that get these jobs, and they're all men. And uh, she she just does voiceover work. She doesn't do movie trailers. But then one day at the studio, she has to fill in for somebody doing a trailer uh, for a movie, kind of like a ripoff of a uh, uh, Hunger Games kind of movie. And here the studio really likes her, and so they want to give her the gig. But then her dad finds out about it, and there's all kind of controversy going on. And uh, But it's it's a funny movie. It's actually – and she's really good in this, like acting-wise and uh, the dialogue and everything is really good. There's a lot of other famous people in it, too. Um, uh, Nick Offerman's in it. Um, who Who is that guy that um, – Dimitri, remember he had a show on Comedy Central, Dimitri somebody? Dimitri Martin. Yes, he's in it. He plays like her boyfriend, or who eventually becomes her boyfriend. Um, uh, Rob Corddry's in it. Um, Michaela Watkins is in it, I love her. Michaela Watkins, she plays her sister. Yeah. Uh, uh, Gina Davis has a small part in it. Eva Longoria has a small part in it. Uh, hmm. Yeah, a lot of people. But I, I was Jerry really Seinfeld in it? No, but I was just really I'm impressed out. that this is the first movie that she ever <laughs> and it, she did a really good job with it. So I looked up what she's done since then, and I guess she did one other movie like a couple years later, but it it kind of tanked. Um, so, yep. but in a way. world, I I would really uh, recommend it because it's not like amazing or anything, but it's just a good solid comedy, you know. So, yeah. hmm. and again, Lake Lake Bell is really good looking. So. And that's what it's called, In a World, because it doesn't even come up on IMDb. It's on Hulu. You can watch it on the Hulu. Yeah, I was just trying to see who else was in it. Uh, Ken Marino was in it from uh, Party Down and Reno 911. Yeah. Yeah. Is that his name? About Anne Hathaway. (laughs) No, Anne Hathaway is not in it. What about Viggo Mortensen? No, Vigo Morton, but Kristen Stewart is in it. She is in it. Oh. <laughs> no, no, that makes sense. No, Kristen Stewart. No, Kristen Stewart. Are you going to watch the Twilight <laughs> movies? No. No, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, you will. Good choice. I might yeah. watch Personal Shopper again now. Hell yeah. A segment of it. I might never watch anything else. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. There's the uh, top 11 this week. Top 11 movies. I appreciate you watching. Damn, that's impressive. I watched nothing really, so. (laughs) You watched that movie and a half. That's something. Just come on in the background when I'm working and let it go. At least we have something to talk about. It kills time. (laughs) It's funny. It kills time. Um, So, so Jack, what, what other movie news from you? Anything? Uh, not really. The only thing I think I've seen since the last time we talked was uh, Hellboy. <laughs> not much to talk oh, I, about I there. That, I saw that's getting shit reviews. Yeah. I can definitely see why. It's uh, it's definitely not very good. Um, I don't like, know why they decided like to the reboot other, it. Yeah, did um, you like the other ones? Uh, they were okay. They've never been my favorite. But, I mean, definitely I Ron really Perlman was better <laughs> than David Harbour is. Um, and just this movie was just a mess. Like, they decided to reboot it, but then it, they had all these characters that were, like, acting like they knew 
you know, Hellboy from another thing, but they weren't even characters from the other movies. So they're just like, well, what the fuck is going on? They jammed like an entire season's worth of like a TV show into one two hour movie. And it was just fucking stupid. Yeah, I, I never watched those other Hellboy movies, and I never really read Hellboy at all. Uh, but I love Mike McNola's art. Like he's such a good artist. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So good. But, it uh, seems like with the other ones, they had been planning for a trilogy, and I guess according to everybody, like Guillermo del Toro had a script and everything ready to go for the third one that apparently everyone loved. Like they're like, oh my god, it's going to be you know an epic conclusion of this whole thing, but. They just decided not to make it and decided to reboot it and go this way instead. And it doesn't look like it's paying off for him. <laughs> so, so when is Avengers? Uh, next weekend? Is that when that comes out? Next weekend, yeah. I'll be seeing it Thursday. Are you going to... <laughs> I was just going to ask. <laughs> 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 yep. <laughs> I uh, I bought tickets for the earliest I could find, which was like the special fan event at five o'clock, and then just in case I bought tickets for that same theater at six o'clock, <laughs> just in case there's a problem with that one. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> so what are you gonna do with those other tickets? <laughs> I don't know. I'll probably end up selling it. <laughs> But that's going to be tough because how are you going to know if there's a problem like until you get there? So you're going to have like maybe five minutes to sell it. You know? <laughs> I mean, I get there early, so <laughs> might have up to 45 minutes. Wow. Because you know, like <laughs> just so you're clear, they're going to be showing it again, like after five o'clock. Like, it's not like and for the because... next four to six months. <laughs> yeah. That seems... And I also have tickets I mean, for Saturday and Sunday mornings. <laughs> and it, isn't it like three hours? I heard. Yeah, like sure hours? is. <laughs> I'll be seeing it three times next weekend. Are they going to have like an intermission? Remember when movies used to have intermissions? They would just have a like yeah, come up intermission. Yeah, when I saw um, which we call it, uh, Hateful Eight a couple of years ago, they had an intermission during that one. That was cool. I didn't even mind that, but nope, no intermission this time. Just three hours. Three times. <laughs> yep. Oh my god. I'm doing it. What if it's a what if it's Captain Marvel level abysmal? Are you still gonna go see it three times? <laughs> um, if it's that bad, probably not. <laughs> Maybe I'll give it two then and just call it quits, but I can't imagine that's gonna happen. Unless they just really jam in Captain Marvel way more <laughs> than she needs to be in this. Ay, ay, ay. Mike Dell, he bought tickets for 5 o'clock, and then 6 o'clock, just to see <laughs> something happened <laughs> hey, at 5 o'clock. Listen, I'm all for being prepared and safety first, you know, and all that. you got to be prepared. But, hey, I think I would risk that. I think I would be willing to risk that. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I, I mean, with as fast as the tickets were going that opening day, like, I, I was like, I'm, I can't, you know, risk it. <laughs> oh, wow. I heard, uh, I was listening to Hollywood Babylon today, and I heard Kevin Smith and Ralph talking about people selling tickets for like 500 bucks on eBay. Yeah. So I might have to just do that yeah, with my backup ticket for sure. <laughs> yeah, just sell them right now. 
yeah. then uh, give it to me, and I'll spend it all trying to get Oscar on WWE champions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you still won't. Make it happen. <laughs> let's make it happen. Uh, yeah. Well, let's. Uh, is, is Tuffy on the line? Larry? Uh, hold on. I would imagine. Let's bring Tuffy on and yeah. talk about the Star Wars trailer because I haven't seen it, but I know. I'm sure you guys have. Tuffy. Oh, Tuffy. Hello. Hey, Tuffy. What's up, man? I, I hope I hope to God uh, I, I left you on hold long enough that you could do a few more feuds and get more points towards Oscar. How's that working out? <laughs> well, unfortunately, Dead Man Undertaker doesn't qualify for this feud, so that's really <laughs> that's putting right. a damper. <laughs> who, who is your top lady on there? Uh, three star silver Naomi. Yeah, that ain't gonna get Oscar. That's not gonna get it done. That ain't gonna get it no. Done. I've done like 10 feeds. Right. I think I'm pretty much done. It's like, you know, 30,000 a pop, so. Yeah, it's hard. All right. Oh, well. Guess I'm jumping factions. We'll see. <laughs> Maybe I'll just jump <laughs> factions. <laughs> you better hurry up. You only got like 16 <laughs> hours. Yeah. Huh. Come on, Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see. Uh, um, but Tuffy, uh, Larry wanted to talk to you about a new Star Wars trailer. I have not seen the Star Wars trailer. Have you seen the Star Wars trailer, Tuffy? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Larry, what was your take on the trailers? Let's hear it. Uh, it's underwhelming, to say the least. Uh, I told somebody <laughs> on Facebook that, like, based on the trailer, I wouldn't go see that movie. That sounds about right. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, Larry, what's in the trailer? Like uh, for those who hadn't, mm, not, <laughs> not much. Lot. Yeah, not, not much at all. At one point, we see about a, uh, I don't know, a 45 second shot of Ray doing a backflip, and then uh, <laughs> somebody laughs at the end. Lando's <laughs> in there too. Well, it, there's also Lando. Yeah, yeah, Lando. It's true. But in fairness, isn't that all you need? I mean, it's a Star Wars movie. Everyone's going to go, if you're a Star Wars fan, you're going to go see the Star Wars movie. So isn't it better that they don't reveal too much? Yeah. No, I need something. Well, they did reveal that the Emperor is back with that laugh already. So they're kind of already giving, giving things away. <laughs> Yeah, I hear you. I don't know. Yeah, other than Whatever. that, it's kind of very quick scenes that they cut to so quickly that it's like, well, who cares? <laughs> like, the thing is, uh, you know, back in the original trilogy, like, Luke had to work to be a Jedi. Like, he really took yep. his time with Yoda and shit. And, and Ray kind of just like, hey... I think I'm a Jedi. I'm just doing backflips and landing on spaceships with lightsabers and shit. And I don't know. It's just weird. I never saw a lightsaber until four weeks ago, and now I'm I'm like the fucking most unstoppable force in the universe. It's, it's weird. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty terrible. Tuffy, do you have some... And, oh, we also find out in the trailer, I guess Kylo, Kylo Ren can weld. So we find that out. <laughs> He's a, he's a skilled he's a skilled welder and he's got a union job so that's something. He, he probably he probably picked it up when he was a bus driver in New Jersey in Patterson. That could be. So underwhelming, hey, Jake, I, you know. Jake, have you ever seen Patterson? No. Yeah, check that out. 
What's batters? Patterson, New Jersey. Have you watched a Ghost Story yet? No, I haven't had a chance, but I did watch one thing that I'm sure you'll be excited about. Um, I did watch the first four episodes, finally, of Letter Kenny. Oh, oh there nice. you go. <laughs> finally. Yeah, it's pretty great. Right, and? <laughs> I kind of love it so far. Except you could forget about the fart book episode. Just pretend that didn't because that, that episode is terrible. But Even that one wasn't bad. Like, I still enjoyed it. Yeah. It's certainly no, not the best, but... It's not the best episode, but tell me, like, the story... Like, when, you know, uh, Squirrely Dan's telling the story about the guy that pisses all over himself. Tell me that's not fucking hilarious, <laughs> I laughed so fucking hard the first time I heard that. <laughs> yeah, like, fuck! Every episode has, has like, some good fuck, stuff. It's your house. Yeah. <laughs> now, when you first turned it on, could you follow the dialogue, or was it just crazy at first? No, I definitely could follow along. Um, I really like the dialogue and how fast and it, how fast and just yeah. weird it is. Awesome. Yeah. They're uh, they're doing a live show in Chicago like this summer. Two of them, I think. <laughs> yeah. I think they added another show because wow. the first one sold out. So it's like, Tuffy, you guys could go. You and Jane could go. Lot yeah. better, Kenny Tuffy. <laughs> Is Katie gonna be there? Yeah. <laughs> she better be. I'm in. Mike? Oh my god, she's more so important. Awesome. Donnie McMurray gonna be there. Is who gonna, gonna be, be there? there? Bonnie McMurray. Oh, Bonnie McMurray. Yeah. Oh, I haven't my even god. gotten her yet. Yeah, yeah you haven't. <laughs> There's an episode early on, uh, Jank, where they're doing like a Shark Tank ripoff, and Bonnie McMurray's like kind of playing host, and oh, she looks fucking phenomenal. <laughs> How you doing now, Bonnie? <laughs> Jesus Christ, I fucked the shit out of Bonnie McMurray while wow. <laughs> that's, 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 that's not till season two, the Shark Tank. Episode. Oh, really? Oh, okay. I thought yeah. that was a little earlier, but all right. I think it's actually like maybe the second to last episode of season two. Yeah, all right. But yeah, it's 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 good solid show. I was watching bloopers today, and they were they were there, there was a blooper of the uh, you know the whole slick slam seventeen you know that that whole fucking yeah. bit. Oh, it's so fucking funny. You know what? Uh, we don't talk about this scene too much, but uh, I thought it was very funny when they're sitting on the porch and they're talking about. Uh, about the astronauts in space, you know, you mix a batch in space. <laughs> you got the paper yeah. the cup, and then that lady <laughs> astronaut. I hope they think about the lady astronaut. That's really good. That's <laughs> very funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. The pork scenes are always good. Yeah. There's the one scene too. Like I think it's an earlier episode where they're sitting on the porch and Wayne makes a joke. I don't remember what it was. It might have been about the. Florida Seminoles, but the yeah. other two don't laugh, and then he kind of gets like yeah. defensive about it, and it's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. So you got episode one, you got episode two, fart book. Episode three uh, is that Barry's super soft birthday party? Like, uh that was that two, I believe. Fart book was three, I think. Oh, okay. Yes, that is right. Yeah. And then what would be four then? 
Uh, four was like when all the college kids were in town and they were trying to pick up girls at the bar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. I love that one. Uh, oh, dude, that one girl walking away from – the one girl was hitting on uh, Wayne, and then the one there's a scene where she walked. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, is that, is that the episode where uh, at the very beginning – Squirrely Dan says something about, uh, here's a tip for you. Tuna's really hard to get yep. out of your dick hole. Yep. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then, like, that's where Gail really starts laying into Wayne with all the you know, double entendres and stuff. Uh, at the oh, yep. Uranus. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Yeah, it was pretty great. Uh, that show is just so good. Holy fuck. It really is. Yeah. Nice. I'm glad. I'm glad you're watching it. At least I've, I've been trying to. I've been trying to tell Jank. I remember it was okay. So this is what nineteen. So it had to be eighteen. So a year ago, maybe it was fourteen months ago. I don't think it was I a year ago. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. It was because here, here was the conversation we had. I told you, hey, listen, man. I found this show on Hulu. It's called Lender Kenny. It's fucking hilarious. You gotta watch it. And you told me I'm in the middle of tax season right now, but as soon as that's done, <laughs> I'll right. check it out. Uh-oh. Right. It's already been another tax season. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> Hoisted yeah. on my own petard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But yeah, at least you came around. Yeah, I'm gonna have to dive deep and really just watch them all now. I finally finished The Sopranos, so I guess my schedule is a little bit more clear. <laughs> For the first time? Yep. Uh, and? Uh, it was good. I didn't really like how it ended. Not just, I mean, the fact that it cuts to black. Because, I mean, you, you get it that he's dead, but, like, they don't really say what happens to everybody else. So that's kind of a dumb well, place to leave cares. it. Do you care what happened to AJ? I don't give a fuck what happened to AJ. <laughs> no, not they really. But what about like who takes over? Yeah. You know, does Polly just take over now, or do they just get absorbed by New York? And that's bad. Or Tony's dead. It's kind of like mom and dad. You just assume it's apocalyptic <laughs> out there. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Tuffy, right. did you see any of those movies? I, I wish he would have killed AJ. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> Tuffy, did um, you see any of those 11 movies? I have seen In a World before, but I don't remember anything about it. Oh, how about that? Yeah. Blake Bell. In a right. World. Blake Bell. Great. Yeah. Um, but also, back to back to the Star Wars. Like, it, it opens with, uh, you know, Rey staying in the desert, and she still has... Anakin's lightsaber, you know, that's been the, the MacGuffin throughout the movie, which doesn't make any sense because it's like in in Jedi, you know, when Luke goes and uh, surrenders, you know, Darth's comment is, well, you're truly a Jedi now. You've made your own lightsaber. Well, she's not going to make her own lightsaber? Like mm. she's not, uh, you know, finishing her training? Or... I think uh, <laughs> when I, in, in eighth grade shop she class, a knee she had to make a wooden bowl. A rocking horse and a lightsaber. That was the third thing we had to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a, they don't know what they're doing with these things. 
No. Like, why is the Emperor <laughs> coming back? Choir. Why is it called Rise of Skywalker if the last movie they said your parents are nobody and this, this, yeah. Whatever. Anyways. Yeah, that's going to be Kevin tough. Smith's theory <laughs> Considering... is. Yeah, I heard this. Yeah, Kevin Smith, this is his theory, is that since the last movie was The Last Jedi, when, when Skywalker died, the, la- the Jedi Order died, so now Skywalker. The rise of Skywalker isn't necessarily a person, but a movement or a religion, kind of like the Jedi. But now they're called Skywalkers. That's what he well, thinks the title means. That would be a stupid thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> sure would. Uh, the Jedi who have maintained theory. peace in the galaxy for thousands of years. Yeah, forget them. We got the Skywalkers <laughs> now. Jesus Christ. Maybe it'll be. Uh, while I, was, while I was explaining that Kevin Smith theory, Siri decided to come on and tell me what Rise of Skywalker was. <laughs> Thanks, Siri. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Siri. All right, turn off. Jesus Christ. Right. My theory is whatever J.J. Abrams might have put down for a trilogy that could have maybe been good was ruined when Ryan Johnson just went off on his own and did whatever the hell he wanted in Last Jedi. <laughs> Bingo. It's true. It- Hey, hey, speaking of other theories, Jank, have you heard the uh, how th- the theory about how Thanos is going to get defeated in Avengers? Is this uh, the whole thing Ant-Man. about Ant-Man going up his asshole? <laughs> 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 I think this is what the Russos have already confirmed that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I heard something. Although I would enjoy There was some, like four-minute clip that got leaked earlier this week. It, they thought it was maybe Indonesian or something, but it gave away a big spoiler into the movie, and the the Russos came onto Twitter and said, hey, come on, they pulled, you know, stop ruining it, don't spoil it for everybody. Does anybody know what that video was? I, I, I heard know. that the, the, one, the one thing I heard was that the video shows Captain America uh, yielding uh, Thor's hammer. Oh, oh, he's worthy. Yeah. He where, wasn't where, where's he get a hammer at? He doesn't have a hammer. He's got that axe. Yeah. Well, whatever. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> maybe the axe. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, no, maybe they rebuilt the hammer. It seems yeah, like this one picks yeah. up a little bit after you know oh, some time oh. has passed. Well, well, you know what? You know what happened? They they probably yet use them though, or. Uh, Oh, you know what? I think they go back in time, right? Don't they go back in time with like the time gem or something? And uh, I, I think that the premise is they go back because at one point before the invasion of New York, there were four soul gems in New York at one point. So I think they go back to try and collect the soul gems. Yeah, <laughs> I, I heard a theory based on the toys that re- have been released so far for the movie. The theory is that Somehow the Avengers are able to make their own Infinity Gauntlet and then go back and yeah. take care of business. But if they, back in time, if they go that back in time, if they go back in time, Captain America, Captain America can have the hammer. You know what I'm saying? If they go back in time. Yeah, depending on how far back they go, which would make sense. <laughs> I hope it's not one of those things where they go like, we're going to go back in time to right before he snaps so that we have this very <laughs> small margin of error. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, no, 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 go back further. Go back to, like, when he's a baby and just snuff him out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. 
What comes yeah. after Avengers? Is there anything in the Marvel universe like right afterwards, or are we done for a while? Uh, Spider Man. Yeah. Oh, that's right, Spider Man. Yeah. Comes in right. like June Spider-Man and July Paris or something. Yeah. But you know, uh, I think there's a Black Panther two on the books. Yeah, I don't know that any of the other ones have started filming yet, though. Or if they did, I think they're keeping it under wraps. But they're like, talking are about, you know, starting to like move Panther into that two phase four with all Strange these, like, two. minor an- ancillary characters, like, you know, Undershorts Man and all those stupid <laughs> fucking characters. Like the, sure seems like X-Men it. X-Men that even Mike Dell's never heard of. Like spitty. Because they keep they saying that like they're stuff. they're still pretty far away, even though the Fox deal has finally been you know finalized. That they're still a couple of good years away from having you know like the X Men or Fantastic Four appear Aww. in their movies. So, <laughs> all you're going to be left with pretty much is Scrubs. <laughs> Dark Phoenix yeah, comes out soon. Scrubs. Oh yeah, Dark Phoenix. Yeah. That girl's hot. <laughs> She's no Famke Jansen though. I like Famke Jansen. Yeah. She's yeah. no Kristen Stewart. Dude, yeah, thank God. <laughs> but she is on Game of Thrones. Which, uh, yeah, but that that shows terrible this week. Uh, yeah, tough you'd have to start it up again when you were <laughs> yeah. excited. Did you, did you have like a party at your house for the Game of Thrones premiere? Party of one. <laughs> <laughs> Same. <laughs> So, so Tuffy, did you like how it started off? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's um, for whatever reason, everything is just kind of rushed at this point. Like for the same reason yeah. that it's taking him like ten years to write a book is, you know, they just kind of have to go. Okay, everybody's back together now. Just ignore the details yeah. of it, and we're just going to slam them all <laughs> together for the big battles now. Hey, so is that is that little girl officially Daredevil now? Did she become Daredevil? Uh, yeah, I don't know if there's... Um, um... <laughs> she, She's more Electra. That's when I quit watching the show. That's when I quit watching the show, because <laughs> she, she was blind, and she was being trained to fight uh, with the guy that exactly like Stick, training her to fight. And yeah. She was like fucking ripping off Daredevil. Yeah. Stop it. Well, she's not uh, blind I anymore. I about. <laughs> oh, oh, she's not blind anymore? Is it just no. like cold or something? <laughs> No, I mean, the, like punishment the people blindness. who made her blind, yeah, they gave her sight back, so. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, do you think those people know Stevie Wonder? Can they help him out? <laughs> I don't know. Stevie is day Yeah, it was, it was good. It was pretty good. Now, how many episodes? Just eight? Yeah, I liked it. What I heard. Uh, five to go. Five, oh, five. So they're already three in? No, there's only there's six. One no, in. only one. Oh, there's only six. Okay, I thought there was eight. That's, yeah. I lose all track but of several of them. Before. Several of them have run times of like 90 minutes, 80 minutes. Oh. So you guys waited two so for, years for six episodes? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Was there any nudity in the first episode? There was. Yes. Uh, oh. There was one gentleman with three um, oh. prostitutes in a brothel. <laughs> oh, oh, prostitutes. Okay, prostitutes. <laughs> yeah. 
Is that one prostitute still? Remember, like season one and two, there's like a redheaded prostitute who's really hot. No, she got the uh, she got shot with a crossbow. Oh. By uh, Joffrey. That's, un- that's unfortunate. Oh, now yeah. that you say that, I, I think I do remember that. Yeah. Joffrey. Yeah, Tyrion thought maybe he just needed to, um, you know, ease the tension. But uh, right. instead, he killed her with arrows. <laughs> Is Amelia Clark still on that show? Yeah. No, I didn't know. Maybe I saw a lot of people died on that. I didn't know. Maybe she was. A She's sort of like the uh, one of the two main characters, I would say. John hmm. Snow, the other one. Yeah. But didn't he, he die at one point? Riding. Yeah, huh? he did die at one point. He did, John die. Snow did yeah. die. at one. He was dead for um, a whole episode. It didn't take. Uh, but no. what I liked about Jon Snow was when uh, everyone always told him he didn't know anything. You know nothing. <laughs> yeah. That was always good. I like that. He learned how to he learned how to ride a dragon this week, so that was something. Ooh. Is that a euphemism? Oh, like or Harry Potter. Dragon? No, he learned euphemistically how to ride a dragon in the last episode of the last season. And then <laughs> literally no, okay. to ride a dragon in the first episode sure. of this season. All right. All right. Fair enough. Oh, yeah. Game of Thrones. Although I think he, it's implied that he euphemistically rode a dragon in this episode too. After they <laughs> literally rode the dragons. Yep. Uh oh. Which I also heard when they were doing the filming of the actual riding the dragon scenes. Uh, I guess he like almost <laughs> lost his testicles. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. That's I what ain't... I heard. Yeah. He got stuck in the saddle. He somehow the got pinched in something. Oh, no. <laughs> That's not good at all. Yeah. yeah, it's never good when you lose your nuts. <laughs> uh, just hear, hearing that reminded me, like, not maybe about five, six months ago, there's a UFC fighter, low-level guy, not a big name or anything, but he was doing something with a power drill, and oh, the man. power... <laughs> yes, the power <laughs> drill. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow... Got into his uh, Charlie Browns and spun him up. <laughs> <laughs> My God, how how yeah. how I, many I don't layers know what of clothes was he wearing for the drill like, to go through? I, I almost want to say he put the drill in his pocket for some reason. <laughs> it's like it like right. it caught and spun and yeah, he got fucked up pretty bad. Yikes! Yeah. I'm gonna say Anyways. he was. Uh, Jerking off with a fucking drill <laughs> and things went bad. That's what I'm gonna say. Yeah. Uh, he probably had a little fist or something on the end of it, and things went wrong. <laughs> All right. Well, we got. Uh, let's see. Oh, only ten minutes before the top of the hour here. Oh wait, I, I see. Uh, we need to talk some wrestling. <laughs> That's when you guys do the traffic report. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know, Jank, did you want to hang around for the wrestling? Uh, there's, I don't know if you care about the wrestling, but there's some things we have to talk <laughs> about wrestling on. Uh, sure. All right. Feel free to contribute if you, if you have anything with the wrestling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, it was uh, th- this week on the WWE there, Tuffy, it was the big superstar shakeup. And, um, yep. A lot of people switched brands. I... I was happy for two reasons. One, Oscar stay on SmackDown because I love SmackDown. Uh, and, and Kyrie Sane's up there. I'm mad that they're just putting Oscar with the other Asian girl because, you know, 
WWE's racist as hell, and that's all they can do with minorities, just group them together. Uh, but at least uh, as a tag team with Paige as their, uh, you know, their manager, I'm I'm fine with that because they're going to get the titles. You know they're getting the titles. They're not bringing Kyrie Sane up with Oscar to not get the titles, so that'll be fine. It's better than having her just, you know, tap out the Becky or Charlotte again. So keep her out of that picture for a while. And, uh, you excited about that, Tuffy? Kyrie Sane. Yeah. <laughs> It's tough for Tuffy to control his enthusiasm. He's very Every, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's a man of many words. So. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh... I, I, I love the SmackDown yeah. Women's Division though. It's loaded. It's got like five former NXT champions in it, or at least four. You got Carmella, got Bailey. Yeah, former yeah. NXT championship Bailey. Uh, Ember Moon came over, so that's nice. Uh, it looks like Ember's going to maybe feud with Becky first. So that'll be something. Can, can I say something here? Since, uh, you know, since Kevin Owens came over to SmackDown, I've been watching it, you know, the last month or however long it's been. And uh, i got to say this. Uh, the Iconics suck. I love them. <laughs> They're funny. They're super hot. But they are terrible wrestlers. Terrible wrestlers. Yeah. Well, that... They Peyton's better than Billy. Peyton's serviceable. Who cares? Serviceable <laughs> matches. Yeah, they're they're not there for their work rate. They're there for their characters and their their looks, and that's fine, you know. But they're so but good that, on the mic. Those are your that's champs, because the belts. I know, mean but they're trans- But they're transitional champs. Like they put they took them off Bailey and Sasha for a whole other argument. They should never have done that. But they're putting them on the Iconics to do some comedy with them, and now the. You're going to see either Oscar or Kyrie take them off them and then run with the belts for a while, or you're going to see Natalia and Beth Phoenix take the belts off them. Because you want to have, you got to go to a heel team so then you can have the face team take the belts off. You know, so. So Beth like Phoenix is like back, back. Apparently, um, I think she said oh, she's going to go on the European tour with them. So. Oh, I thought she was just yeah. doing you know up till WrestleMania and then I'm done. I th- I think she's going to be there, so I'm hoping. If they're going to, I, I just want Oscar and Kyrie to get the belts at some point. So hopefully that'll be. But uh, yeah, the, the iconics aren't going to hold the belts for a long time. They're just a transitional champion, you know. So, but oh, it's really iconic. funny, like when they're beating up the Brooklyn Bells, those just scrubs. That was hilarious. I love that. Yeah, it's fun. They're just <laughs> not very good. When I saw them in the ring with like other professional professional wrestlers, I was like, <laughs> yeah, not so much. They make Bailey look good. I don't know where your Bailey hate comes from. <laughs> All right. Uh, mm-hmm. But, but Tuffy, uh, SmackDown, I think SmackDown did really well. They lost Andrade, so that sucks. But I'm glad he's going to Raw because he'll probably get pushed over on Raw. Um, yeah, they lost I hate AJ. Got Roman Reigns, though. Yeah, we lost AJ. You get Roman Reigns. You excited for that? Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> Take Reigns. that, bitches. <laughs> yeah, so Roman what, Reigns. he'll beat Tuffy next week for the title? I hope yep. not. I, I, I think they're actually going to keep Reigns out of the title picture for a while. Because he doesn't really need the uh, – you hear this sometimes. Yeah, oh, he doesn't need the belt. We can talk about this, Larry, in a minute. <laughs> but, but he, you know, he doesn't need – he had his he, run at the top. And he he needs need the, belt. the belt because they're going to Fox. <laughs> he has to have it. Yeah, he will eventually. He will eventually. But I, I don't think he'll just beat Kofi right away for it. I, I think – He'll, like, SummerSlam, he'll get it. 
in October. Yeah, probably SummerSlam. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's my guess. SummerSlam. Oh, we've got, we got Finn Balor there on SmackDown. Team Blue got Finn Balor. So I'm happy about yeah. that. Yeah. And we also got Buddy Murphy, who I know Larry has no idea who Buddy Murphy is, but Buddy Murphy is really good. I don't. I really Hello? don't. When he, when he. Go on. Who? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Buddy Murphy, yeah. he's so good. He came on SmackDown. He's like, I'm here, and I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, I've never <laughs> seen this dude. He's like, I'm Buddy well, Murphy, or what? I don't even know well, if he has an accent, but he does in my well, head. Well, get ready, but get ready. I'm, and he he's probably yeah, a nice finisher too. Murphy lost. Mm. A nice finisher. But uh, yeah, so I'm I'm very excited for SmackDown. I, I was worried that oh, Oscar's going to go to Raw or someone else, but I'm happy with SmackDown the way it is. The women's division is loaded. Yeah. The women's division on Raw is uh, bleak. Not looking good over there. I don't know what they're doing. Oh, calm down. Bleak. You're going to have Alexa Bliss and uh, Lacey Evans going at it all the time, I guess. And Tamina. I'll be all right with uh, Alexa and Lacey. The other big news, Tuffy, that affected you, they broke up the Riot Squad. How do you feel about that? I must not have been paying attention. (laughs) Didn't (laughs) even realize it. Yeah, yeah, Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan is now on SmackDown. They broke up their ride squad. Yeah, that's okay. Liv Morgan's good too. Take Liv Morgan on SmackDown. <laughs> um, but the, the big news about the shakeup on Raw, like oh, the Miz went over there. Who else went over there? Andrade, AJ, um, Naomi. The Usos. Oh yeah, the Usos. Yeah, I love the Usos. Yeah. Charlotte. But the big news. Charlotte on Raw. Oh, what's that, Puffy? No. She's on SmackDown. Charlotte. Yeah, okay. Oh, Charlotte is still on SmackDown, too. Yeah. Um, hey, we got yeah, Ray Mysterio so stuck on that, yeah, everybody. Got <laughs> for awesome. a second, I thought, well, they're just going to put all the blondes that Vince likes on Raw, but then they kept Charlotte on SmackDown because they got Lacey and Alexa. We got Naomi. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they did bring over Naomi. Um, but the big news, they bring up the War Raiders. The NXT Tag Team Champions, the War Raiders, Hanson and Rowe. And then, what do they call them, Larry? They bring them up to the main roster. And what What do the, they call them? The Viking Experience? <laughs> so Was that stupid. them? That's them. That's the War Raiders. Yeah. yeah the NXT they Tag Team out. Champions. And I was, I thought to myself, what the fuck is this? Like, what is going on? This is classic 80s stupidity. Just two guys dressed up like Vikings, two fat guys dressed up like Vikings? It's fucking stupid. I hate them already. I'll never like them. Down in NXT, like, they dressed the same, but but they had the the whole war uh, machine gimmick was just like their, their. of Vikings, or whatever, but they have like horns and drums and all these. It's it's a whole thing they do, um, and then they come up here and they call them the Viking Experience. Tuffy, what what did you think of that? They name, look like the Viking Experience. <laughs> they remind me of but, AOP with horns. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, they're smaller than AOP. To be fair, they're like a half step past the Bludgeon Brothers, so it's, you know it's nothing that new. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At least they don't have big fake really hammers. They're a really good tag team, but the Viking experience, yeah, it, it sounds like a ride at Six Flags. And uh, and then yeah. they didn't just change the team name. They changed the, their individual names, too. They're 
They're now Eric and Ivar. <laughs> Eric and Ivar. Man, what does fuck? that mean, Ivar? And this is purely Vince McMahon being an idiot. Like, and I, the word is Meltzer reported that the reason why they changed the name, people were thinking, oh, it had to do because they don't want war. They don't want a name of the war because you know it's too violent and not corporate friendly. But apparently that's not it. Vince just decided the day of the show he didn't like the name and he wanted a different name for him. So it's Viking experience. <laughs> Somebody should just start giving Vince like the wrong directions to the arena. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you missed, just missed the show, Vince. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, Sasha Banks would still be happy. They would still have the War yeah. Raiders. Vince is not a genius. That needs to stop right now. Everyone's like, oh, he's a genius. No, he's not a fucking genius. He's just a like they reached guy. the. Uh, they reached the point in their uh, family relationship where it's like the kids taking the keys away from the parents with the car. <laughs> yeah. It's like, sorry, dad, it's you time. just can't be driving anymore. It's just not it's safe time. for anybody. It's just, it's just terrible. Oh, it's terrible. I'm I mean, this, this company has like stockholders. Isn't there like a cry from everybody? Like, listen, just let Triple H be the greatest director. <laughs> yes. Like, there's such a clear distinction between NXT programming and the main roster. Like, NXT, NXT is so good. The storylines make sense. The character development's great. Everyone progresses. It, everything's logical. Uh, the, the right people win the matches. They, they play to the crowd. It's just fun. It's fun. Then the main roster, it's just a fucking train wreck. Everything is terrible. It's like, what happens? Oh, there's a crazy old man who runs the. Oh, that's what that's what happens. Yeah. And then why did Roman Reigns punch Vince? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, they're, why? Because they're doing anything Vince? they can to. They're doing anything they can to get Roman over, and they know the fans hate Vince, so they're like, "Well, we'll have him punch Vince, so Roman will cheer, get cheered." Because I don't know if you know. Yeah, but they know that when they go Roman. backstage, Roman and Vince are jerking each other off. Because <laughs> people are already mouths. starting to boo Reigns again. I don't know if you noticed, but like, yeah, oh, I WrestleMania, there were a little. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> leukemia. We're forgetting all about the leukemia already. So oh, it's man. not. No, 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 no. It, here, here's the, here's what I figured out about Roman Reigns. I'm getting some big Newtons. Here's what I figured out about Roman Reigns. <laughs> it's not. They forgot about the leukemia. It's when he came back from leukemia. He was himself, and everybody could get behind that. But now he's back, and he's the big dog, and it's his fucking yard again. It's the same fucking bullshit that we resented about him all those years before, and he's right back into it again. If he would have just kept it fucking real, I think he would have fucking been able to get over. But he fucked it up. Because he's fucking uncharismatic as fuck. Well, this Sunday, it's uh, the Shield's last chapter on the network. Yeah, what is that? Are they having a match? Are they just sitting around bullshitting? I, I guess it's like a house show, and uh, they're gonna, they're gonna wrestle Lashley, McIntyre, and uh, Corbin again. <laughs> yeah, that's. They're doing that in Springfield tomorrow night. Ooh, look at that toughie. Yeah, but I got to go out of town for Easter, so. Mm, gonna miss it. Yeah, so uh, what other, uh, any other superstars? The Viking experience, that is really so dumb. I, I can't imagine how that got approved by anything. you got to feel for the world. I already hate them. Because now, what are they going to do now with the NXT titles? So when they go down there, are they going to be the War Raiders, or are they going to be the Viking experience? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, terrible. 
Um, any other big news come out of that of this wrestling wise? Uh, a bunch of people want Bailey. Uh, yeah, Bailey and uh, so Bailey was getting booed just because people were mad at Sasha, I guess. But uh, and again, the, the the word is that they didn't tell. They told Sasha and Bailey that they're going to have the belts at least through May, because they're going to let them establish the titles and everything. And then the day of WrestleMania, they show up right before the show and they tell them, "Oh, not only are we taking the belts off you, we're breaking you up. We're sending Bailey to SmackDown, and you're staying on Raw." <laughs> like, and this fuck? is where the. It, we talked yeah, about this, this where... earlier today, and this is where the fight started. Because I said, yeah. who cares? The belts don't mean anything. And you said, oh, you couldn't be more wrong or whatever you said. Yeah. Like, they don't mean anything. In this, first of all, the belts always mean something. But in this particular instance, it was hugely important that Sasha and Bailey had those belts. They they got those belts made. It was their efforts to have those belts actually willed into existence. They win the first – they're the first champions, and then they don't let them – they defended them one time, and then they're taking them off. For a belt to win something, you have to have a, a champion, like, you know, defend it a lot of time, make it worth something. Like, down at NXT when Oscar went undefeated for two years, that women's title meant a lot because getting it off. But if you're just going to be bouncing the titles around every other week, then, yeah, then they don't mean anything. But the belts always mean something, Larry, because uh, – First of all, the belts drive the story. Pretty much every story in wrestling is driven by the pursuit of the belt. Uh, the other reason is I if you're a champion, that. you get opportunities. You get opportunities. You get more TV time. You get main events. You get. It means something to have the title. Saying they don't mean anything is ridiculous. They don't mean anything. They just don't. <laughs> like here's the thing. Because earlier you said, you said, oh. So John Cena wins the title 16 times, and you're saying that doesn't mean anything. And, and I said, that's just because they wrote it that way 16 times. It doesn't <laughs> – he didn't really win the belt. The belt, especially now, like, can you tell me who the Intercontinental Champion is right now? Yeah, Finn Balor. It's not that hard. Yeah. But here's the yeah. thing, Larry. You, you seem to be confused by the, the saying uh, it's like uh, a sporting event where they win, and that's what I mean to – Yes, they're, they're writing the stories, but you understand when people write stories, it means something when things happen. Like, that, they mean something. It's not just, you can't, John Cena would not be John Cena unless he was a 16-time champion. Ric Flair would not be seen as Ric Flair unless he was a 16-time champion. Like, it, it means different. something. It's not, how is it different? You just said it didn't mean anything that John Cena is a 16-time champion. It, 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 it no, means no, 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 something. No, no. When Ric Flair was the NWA champion and that sort of thing, back in that day, it definitely meant something. It doesn't so it mean – it nothing. doesn't have it, that weight to it anymore. So it means nothing that uh, Brock Lesnar was the champion the last year. Like, that was just – and he, he, that was the universal title. But you didn't see how that meant something, that he was the champion? No. It doesn't mean anything. Tuffy, do you it think the belts mean story. anything? It Listen, I understand it drives the storyline because you need a goal to achieve. Otherwise, something. you're just running in circles. It doesn't. It, it means it's symbolic, exactly. but it doesn't mean you're a great wrestler or you're Hall of Fame worthy because you won the belt eight times. It's just because no one's saying you that were selling means, T-shirts and they that. want to put you over. Exactly, because it means something. <laughs> no, it doesn't. No, it does not. 
Tuffy. Not at all. I see where Larry's coming from, just in the fact that it sounds like they just give you the title if Vince happens to like you. One crazy old man likes you, so you get this title. So it doesn't really mean a whole lot. (laughs) But it does mean something. That is what it means. It means you're getting, yeah. Like, not every title matters the same amount, but they, they do mean something. And, and titles can be devalued where they don't mean as much, or but they always mean something because they drive the story. They drive the show. Like when Jinder Mahal, they just gave him the championship out of nowhere just because Vince thought and he was appeal to Indian people in India. And it, yeah, it, it, didn't, it made the belt cheaper, so that it devalued the belt, but it meant something because it fucked up SmackDown for a year. It fucked up every storyline. Now you had AJ down in the middle of the card instead of being at the top of the card where he should have been. That belt on gender meant something. I don't understand. I don't understand how you can say they don't mean that. I don't don't get it. I just don't get it. It doesn't. But here, you just kind of like what you just said was the belts mean something. Like, oh, it means that we think so much of you, we're going to put the belt on you. But then you turned around and said, they put the belt on gender, so that devalues the belt. So now you're basically getting down to the point of, it, it doesn't matter who has the belt, it's the Larry. person. It's the Larry. wrestler. The belts don't mean yes. anything. The wrestler makes the belt, but the belt is what drives the show. Larry, why was Jinder <laughs> Mahal in the main event on SmackDown for a year? I don't know. I wasn't watching SmackDown. Because he had the fucking belt. <laughs> he didn't. The belt meant something. When he didn't have the belt, he was the same wrestler. Where was he? The undercard of the pre-show, not even wrestling. But he put the belt on him. Bang! He's in your main event. So he changed every damn storyline. Why? Because of the belt. Like you, you don't think taking I, I, the belt off okay, Oscar before WrestleMania that. was a thing? That meant something. That was a very bad thing that happened. Okay. It was very bad. Now Austin's So maybe back we're misunderstanding then. Maybe we're misunderstanding. See, I think in your terms, like what you're saying is the belt means something as far as symbolism to what's important on the television program we're watching. And I'm saying I get that. That's true. But it doesn't make a wrestler better or worse based on the number of belts they've won in their career. Like John Cena would still be John fucking Cena whether he had 16 belts or three belts. He'd still but be great. He wouldn't be John, He'd still be one of but the he best. Wouldn't be John, but listen, he wouldn't be John Cena if he never had a belt. If he never won a world championship, he would not be John Cena. You know? Because the belt Everybody gets the belt at least one time. <laughs> <laughs> Roddy Piper did it. Scott Hall did it. <laughs> There's a lot of people that That's don't. That's a different Kofi era. Kingston just got it. I'm talking now. I'm talking 2000 it. on. <laughs> Roddy Piper never got the belt? Because, nope. Wow. Then that just kind of shows that it doesn't mean much because I know who Roddy Piper is. <laughs> but you would see, but if, if had Piper won the championship sometimes, he would have had different status in their industry. You know, he would have been considered different. No one sees him as the best wrestler ever because he never had the belt. But Hogan's considered all. He's one of the tops all of all time when he was a shit wrestler, but he had the belt. So, well, the belt no, means no, something. no, 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 no. Hogan also carried the fucking wrestling business for but, how many years, though? If not for Hulk Hogan, nobody's wrestler. watching wrestling. But he's he, a oh, shit he's wrestler terrible. in terms of work, right? He's awful. Yeah, he's so? crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
It's like well, he also says to me earlier, Tuppy. So are you saying Stone Cold Steve Austin wouldn't be Steve Austin if he didn't win the belt? And I said, but he only had the belt three times. So only he's not like times. John Cena, Rick. Fl- yeah, because but Austin like, was only Vince in WWE. Vince won the belt three times probably. Does that make he, him one of the but greatest ever? Larry, Larry, how long was Steve Austin in WWE compared to John Cena? Steve Austin I don't, in WWE I don't know. for I mean, four years. Four years, Larry. Four years, 97, that's 2001. That's it. That's it. And he had the belt three times. So it's not like Cena was in for like, you know, Cena's been here for what, 20 years? Yeah. Well. So there's a difference. There's a difference. He's been part time. He had the belt three times. If Austin were there for four years and never won the belt, he would not be Stone Cold Steve Austin. You have to have the belt. But he would, though. He won it because he wouldn't have been in those main events. He wouldn't have been feuding with The Rock and The Undertaker and Mankind. He wouldn't have been there because he wasn't the champion. He would have been driving he, a beer he, truck he didn't down have the to be the champ. Because you do, Larry. But you he have wasn't, to be the champ to be in the main event. Thing. You have to. You but have when, to. Steve, when Steve Austin <laughs> cut that promo on Jake the Snake Roberts, oh my God. he was over at that point. He didn't need the belts. Like, he would have always you know, been when, over if he just came out giving Vince Larry, the finger and never took a fucking belt. Larry, how long, did, how long after that promo where he said Austin 316, how much longer did, before he won his first belt? I have no idea. It was over a year. It was still a long way away. Okay. And then he got the belt, and then he was the main event, and then he was Stone Cold Steve Austin when he beat Shawn Michaels for the belt at WrestleMania. That's when he became Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's when he got over to the levels of ridiculousness. I don't know. He wasn't, it wasn't like he did that promo at 316, and the next day everyone's going nuts for Austin. It took a while yet after that. And he wasn't validated until he beat Shawn Michaels for the belt. That's when he was actually the next level guy. It, 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 All right. Yeah. Well, how about this? Let's do this. We have like sixteen people that like the Facebook page, and of those sixteen, <laughs> I bet five of them watch wrestling. So let's ask those five people: Do the belts mean anything? And let's see, let's see what they say. You, you're listen. You're looking at it like Stone Cold Steve Austin is still a good wrestler. They never went about. Yes, of course, he's still great, but he would never be Stone Cold Steve Austin without. Scott Hall is great with ever winning a world title, but he's not as considered or seen as big as the other guys who won the world titles. I'm looking at it as a creative thing. When you're writing a show, the belt is hugely important. It changes everything. It changes the storylines. It changes the character arcs. It changes everything. So to say the belts are meaningless, it's absurd. It's absurd. Yeah, they don't. They don't mean it. I'm saying now they just don't mean anything. Now. They don't. They just don't. I couldn't but give a meant, fuck who has the title. Ask, ask Becky. It definitely meant something. something. Yeah. Ask Becky if the belt means something. Right. They're very important. Next time I see her. <laughs> oh, they're not. So they're basically a MacGuffin not. there to help the storyline. But the, the thing is, McGuffins are, no. are usually things that really have no importance or explanation in the plot. But champions, they have huge importance. You know, like McGuffins drive the plot, but they're not like everything centered. Everything is centered around McGuffin. But usually, the McGuffins just some ancillary thing that you don't worry too much about. You just know they have to get it. Like, oh, look, it's the it's this the microfilm you got to get in North by Northwest. Oh, we got to get this microfilm order. But in wrestling, the championship belt is the championship belt. It's the symbol that you're the best. You know, 
Didn't Linda McMahon win the heavyweight title once? <laughs> no. <laughs> David Arquette won the match. Yeah. <laughs> and ask the people in WCW how they felt about that. David Arquette winning the belt. Did you uh did you see that video you tweeted the other day of David Arquette yelling at Batista? Did you see that? Yeah. 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 But That's pretty funny. You got I, I get what you're saying, Larry, in terms of, like, just because your belt doesn't make you a great wrestler. Alexa Bliss is a five-time women's champion. She's a shit wrestler. Oscar's a one-time women's champion. She's the best wrestler in the, in the company. Obviously, they're not the same. But because Alexa Bliss has gotten five titles, that means something. She's on TV a whole hell of a lot more than Oscar. She gets to do all sorts of okay. shit. She's always getting pushed. One time after another, she's getting pushed over and over and over and over again. Because she has Why do you have to throw Alexa under the bus as all, part of all this? <laughs> well, let, well, let Maybe the belts don't mean anything. <laughs> so, based, based on your rationale, then Alexa Bliss is better than Stone Cold Steve Austin. No, I, you're you're arguing something I'm not arguing. I'm not saying if you have 16 titles, you're better than someone who has 13 or someone who has three. I'm saying you're never going to be considered great unless you have the belt. You just won't. You'll never be considered that level of a, a superstar unless you have the belt. John Cena would not be John Cena unless he had, was a champion. You know, you have to. The belt means something. It, it means something. I don't know. There's no point in arguing because I get your point, and I, I think you get my point. But I don't see. I don't. I don't agree with your point. Necessarily, so Larry, because Kobe King in your in your rationale, right Larry, everybody in your rationale in your rationale, Larry, they could just show up Monday night on Raw and say, you know what, no more titles, no more titles, we're retiring them all. <laughs> what happens, it wouldn't matter. What happens it, to the show, Larry? It wouldn't change a match. The there's they're what still going to do elbow smashes and tables, and nothing changes except you know they don't hold their right. belt up, but it doesn't matter. Okay. You're, yeah, you're right. They can just get rid of the titles. They wouldn't affect the show at all. They wouldn't do anything. <laughs> it would affect the show. It, it, no shit. You're it missing the show. goddamn point. No, I'm not. You're missing the point. No, I'm not. Not at Tuffy, all. Tuffy, do you understand what I'm saying? Tuffy, do you, do you guys have like a uh, pre-conference meeting? You're like uh, Kramer when he had the Merv Griffin show. You've reformatted to uh, scandals and animals now. <laughs> I, I, I get what Larry's saying. Like the match itself will not change, but the match will change because when the when the match is for a title, every, yeah, there has to be stakes. Intense. If it's yes. just if it's just oh, I'm gonna fight the uh, you know Bobby Lashley and Finn Balor fighting again. But Larry says, well, those, those <laughs> I mean, you guys realize though, I, I'm saying the belts do have a significance because there there needs to be a point to the show, but still at the same time. For the last 30 minutes, of the matches don't have matter. nothing to do with a belt. <laughs> but for the last, you were just saying belts don't matter. <laughs> they matter. I'm saying they don't matter in the sense of if you if you won a title, now you're considered great. You're you're either already great or you're not great. You're either great or you're not great. The belt doesn't change that. Finn Balor is going to be great whether he's never going to be heavyweight champ again or not. You know what I'm saying? He's still going to always be a great wrestler, and everybody's going to go, he's one of the best. Like, I don't know how many times the Hart Foundation, like, they didn't have the belts that well, often, did they? But they're still considered well, one of the greatest tag teams. They don't, need the, they don't yeah. need the belts. But again, they had the belts twice. <laughs> but twice. That's three times less than Alexa yeah. Bliss. <laughs> one time more than David Arquette. <laughs> but Larry... 
But the reason they're considered so great is because they've had those matches in the main events with the British Bulldogs where they beat them to win the belt. That's why they're considered great. <laughs> okay, so you're saying they they won two matches, uh, so they're great. I'm saying because of the belt, they were in those spots. The belts create opportunities for people to have make moments and make legendary careers. Without the belts there, it doesn't mean as much. It's just not significant. They beat the Bulldogs. Okay, great. Now what? But now they beat the Bulldogs for the titles. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. They're the best in the world. They're the best in the world. Ask Mick Foley if the belt matters. Yeah, it's really important to have the belt. And from a worker standpoint, it's important because they get better opportunities to do stuff, and it always ends up making more money for them. So it matters to them. So it's a deal. I don't know. It, it matters. Ask uh, anyway. Bret Hart if the belt matters. Yeah, Bret Hart, uh, he, he thinks they matter a lot. Hey, speaking of Bret Hart, um, he has a whole room dedicated to those championships. And of course, the famous story is Scott Hall visited and said, you know, this stuff's not real, right? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> It's real to him. It's real to him. Yeah, I watched, I watched two other things uh, this week we forgot to talk about. Uh, Viceland, they're doing these documentaries on wrestling. And I watched uh, two of them. You can watch them online at the Viceland website. Apparently, Viceland is a TV channel, but I don't get it. So <laughs> if you go to uh, the website, uh, the one I watched was uh, they did one on Watcher Man. I didn't watch it. Then they did one Viceland. on uh, the Montreal Screwjob with uh, the aforementioned Brett the Hitman Hart. And they talked to uh, Hitman and uh, Eric Bischoff, uh, Bruce Pritchard. And um, they didn't talk to Shawn Michaels, they talked to Earl Hedner. I'd have liked if they talked to Shawn Michaels, but they did not. Um, but I mean, if you, it's a good document. But I, I mean, if you know the Montreal Screwjob, there's nothing really new there. Um, but, uh, but it's good. And then yeah, uh, last Viceland. night I watched one about. You get Viceland. Yeah. Oh, Fast times at Ridgemont High's on right now. <laughs> mm. um, that's a good movie. And then, in case then anybody's the interested, at. 5.20 is a, uh, oh, 2.30 in the morning, a 4.20 special, a quiz show. So, you know, if you're getting your Saturday already for some <laughs> weed and stuff, you can, you can start off with the, the 4.20, a quiz show. Iceland. <laughs> seems like a weird movie for them to have on Iceland. <laughs> it really does. Yeah, it, it's a TV show. It's only like a half hour. It's a, it's like a trivia oh, contest. Oh, I thought it was Stone a movie with like Ray Fiennes or whatever. Yeah, that's what I thought. Why and the other one I watched was uh, Bruiser down. Brody. Bruiser Brody. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, I like Bruiser Brody. Yeah, Bruiser Brody is great. I don't know. Tuffy, do you remember Bruiser Brody? No. He's a big, giant dude. He's six foot seven, like 350 pounds. Uh, muscular dude, like big beard, a lot of hair. And he's just a badass. And, uh, Not ringing a bell. Like he's played, uh, Harper. Yeah, yeah, everyone always tries to compare Luke Harper to uh, Brody. Like, they should just make Harper a new Brody, but for some reason they never let it happen. And I guess Luke Harper requested his release. Did you see that? Yeah. Um, I don't blame him. He's too good uh, to be just sitting around. Yeah, he is real good. They they were giving him a push. Yeah. Um, Tuffy, remember when he was kind of getting a push there for a little bit? And then they did the... Yeah, and then he got, he got injured, right? Yeah, that's the, that's the thing. He gets injured at the worst times, it seems. Um, but uh, Brody, I didn't realize this. He played in the NFL for three seasons with uh, Washington. 
His real name is oh, yeah. Goodish. Yeah, 67. How was he? He's Goodish. He's Goodish. <laughs> yeah, he's Goodish. But for those who don't know who Bruiser Brody, like what happened, he he got murdered um, by a fellow wrestler and a promoter down in uh, Puerto Rico. And uh, they covered it up. Uh, the Cologne, uh, Carlos Cologne, a Hall of Famer, WWE Hall of Famer, helped cover it up. Uh, his sons are yeah. primo and epico, the Colognes. Uh, yeah. So. What were they called? Remember, they were like selling real estate. Shining stars. Yeah, I think that is. Yeah, and what were they before that? Like conquistadors or something uh, like that? Los Matadores, right? Los Matadores. They had that little, little guy who was just in a bull outfit, El Perino. Remember oh that? yeah, yeah. I think that was them. <laughs> yeah. Torito, El Torito, I think maybe that guy. Yeah, El Torito. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. But um, uh, yeah, the Bruiser Birdie one is really good. I would recommend watching the Bruiser Birdie one. Hey, do you think? Uh, do you think that that thing with uh, the Jack in the Box and the Rocking Chair is that is that Bray Wyatt's coming back? He's still gonna. Is that, is that yeah. what you, you think that is? <laughs> Apparently. So he's coming back and doing the same fucking boring bullshit. I would imagine. Jesus Christ. All right. That's no good. I watched a movie on Prime today called Card Subject to Change. I saw it a long time ago. Um, it's about, like, the independent wrestling scene. Is it an actual pretty fiction decent. movie? Or no, no, it's a documentary. Yeah, it's from, like, 2000, maybe six. And, like, they're showing a lot of people in there. I'm like, oh, he's dead. He's dead. He's oh, dead. No. He's dead. He's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Like, Kamala's in there, and Paul Bearer, uh, Sherry Martell's in there, um, Kevin Sullivan. There's a lot of Kevin Sullivan in there, especially early on in the movie. Uh, badass well, Billy hey, Gunn's still... in it. And... I believe Kevin Sullivan's still alive. I believe Sullivan's still yeah, alive. Yeah, he's definitely alive. No, 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 he's definitely alive. But there are, and like the, one of the main guys on the uh, indie scene, his name was Trent Acid. Uh, they follow him okay. quite a bit in the movie, but he ends up dead too. <laughs> <laughs> <You know. laughs> he, he died. So a lot of, you know, it's, it's just kind of sad. But it, it's a pretty good movie though. It, it's pretty good. They just show like life on the indie scene. And uh, there's this one dude, I don't know what the fuck his name was. Um... Oh, man, he he did, like, you know, he was into those hardcore barbed wire matches and shit. And they showed this one match he was having where they had, like, there had to be, like, a 100, 200 of those fucking long-ass fluorescent light bulbs. And they were yeah. busted all over the place. And, oh, God, he had, like, a huge chunk missing out of, like, his tricep muscle. It was so fucking nasty. Well, we mentioned but David good Arquette. Movie, though. You remember that death match he had right before WrestleMania? Or not WrestleMania. Uh, Royal Rumble maybe But uh, he, he was wrestling some dude It was crazy ass death, death match And he hit him with a, one of those uh, light bulbs And it cut his throat David Arquette's throat Yeah I kind of remember that It yeah. was grisly like, He had to just quit the match right away and, yeah. I don't understand The premise of that Like you know what I'm saying? Like especially on the indie scene where you're making like a hundred bucks. Like why are you going to spend 
$8,000 of medical bills for 18 people to fucking Dude. watch you take a big chunk out of your fucking arm. Get the fuck out of here, man. Dude, that uh, Brody documentary, <clears throat> like, Brody used to, like, just beat the hell out of people. And they were showing clips down in Puerto Rico to match it down there. It was gruesome, this stuff. And uh, and one of the people they interviewed was Abdullah the Butcher, who was still alive, which is ridiculous that that guy's still alive. I don't know how that happened. But uh, he still has his big gouges in his head. I remember, like, he would use a phone oh, yeah. and cut his head. Oh, my God. Yeah. Now, in that movie I was watching today, Card Subject to Change, they they have that Sabu guy in there towards the end. There's like yeah, a, you know, a good segment with Sabu. It, it, I thought I heard him say he was Abdullah the Butcher's nephew. Is that correct? Yeah, I think so. I, I, just, I, I think they are related somehow. Yeah. All right. Sounds about right. I always thought that guy was like Middle Eastern and stuff, but they said he's from Michigan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sabu or Abdullah? Sabu. Yeah, because, uh, um, you know, RVD's from Battle Creek, Michigan, and they all uh, train together. And um, the, the original Sheik was to, like, train them all. And I guess, was he... Uh, but he kind of dresses really like a Sheik. He has those big baggy yeah. genie yeah. pants yeah, and, but, you know, the headpiece. Yeah. Nikita Kolov is from Georgia. So, yeah, what can you do? <laughs> yeah, I just... So, but I mean, like I never saw Sabu. So, is he? Does he play like a Middle Eastern character, or does he play a guy from Michigan when he like talks and cuts promos? Um, well, he never really talked or cut that many promos in ECW. He was just kind of crazy and he'd yell. He's yeah, kind of bled on stuff. Yeah, like oh, you ever okay. remember him cutting a lot of promos in ECW? It was just no. Crazy. Just kind of like, hey, Sabu, Sandman, get out there. Try not to bleed to death. Yeah. You know, shit's going to get real when Sabu shows up. So, yeah. Or, uh, like, Sabu and New Jack wrestling was always pretty bad. Oh, New Jack, good lord. <laughs> hey, uh, Larry, uh, Edge and Christian, they had Rob Van Dam on their podcast, like, last week or something. Oh, really? I listened to, they had Champa on. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, Champa was last week. I guess RVD was maybe two or three weeks ago. Yeah, you know what? I did listen to RVD, and it was pretty boring. I'll be honest with you. Like, usually Van Damme's <laughs> pretty entertaining, but it, I, 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 I don't know. It was okay. But the Ciampa one's pretty good. I'm I'm only about halfway through yeah. with Ciampa, but it's interesting. Did you listen to it? Yeah, the the interesting thing to me was how, like, the whole thing with him and Gargano kind of was, like, it wasn't always that planned out. Like, it was just an idea that the, the two of them had, and they pitched the Triple H, and it kind of just grew as it went along, you know? It wasn't yeah. like a big thing they had mapped out. So. And you know, you know what's cool is like, uh, you know, uh, Champa always stayed in character. Like they talk about that. Like yeah. even when he was on Twitter at the airport, whatever, whatever. But then, like when you hear him on the show, like he sounds like a pretty fun, level-headed guy. Like not a fucking super douchebag dickhead like he always plays. And I don't know. Yeah. Even that's like kind of fun to hear. And like I guess he would he would ask Edge for help and stuff like behind the scenes like about what his thoughts on matches were and stuff, but Edge would never let anyone know because he didn't want to, anyone to know that that heel asshole Champa was asking for help. Or, so Edge always acted like he didn't know him or always called him an asshole. And stuff. <laughs> and uh, I also just saw a tweet today I think from uh, Edge that said they're going to rename the podcast the Awesomeness Experience. 
<laughs> so that'll be oh, nice. <laughs> Good lord. Terrible. Yeah. Apparently, uh, AJ right. and Christian were sharing a microphone throughout the whole thing, and Chelpa yeah. keeps commenting on that, how close they are, yeah. cheek to cheek. Uh, Tuffy, um, did you listen to yeah. episode 100 of Days of Thunder? No, not yet. Oh, okay. All right. I've been, uh, uh, it's really I was good. out of town the last two weekends really? with weddings, oh. so I'm behind on TV and wedding podcasts. Tuffy? Really? Weddings? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't my wedding. Just say, just say no. Well, these are like hey. the uh, only friend weddings I've ever gone to, so that's something. They just happen to fall back to back weeks. Yeah, I, I guess uh, Tuffy, you're, they, uh, you're in your early 30s, right? So that's at that age where everyone's getting married. And, yeah. yeah. And I only know like six people, but two of them just got married. <laughs> That's no good. But anyways, uh, yeah. they do an episode of Just Gary, and they have Mo on, and it's it's really funny. Oh, that's awesome. What's yeah. Just Gary? Oh, you haven't heard it either yet, Jank? No, I didn't know it was up yet. I can listen to that. Yeah, oh, yeah, it came out. I think yeah, I think early this week, like maybe Sunday or Monday. Yeah. But yeah. Pretty, pretty solid. Yeah. What's Mike a podcast in? within a podcast that Feeney and uh, <laughs> Hot Tub Gary have started after Dave oh, yeah, and uh, Donovan started a podcast called Chillax that they want, <laughs> wanted Feeney to have no part of. Oh, okay. Well, then Feeney out of spite yeah, yeah, started Chilla- with Gary. Chillax is Gary. Uh, it's right-wing bluegrass music. Bluegrass. <laughs> type of podcast, yeah, it's, it's bluegrass music with right wing uh, like ideology behind it, but you know they have another trying to get James Gary is, yeah, 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 that's why that's why they haven't done episode <laughs> one. They're still waiting for James Woods to answer back, but it's just a been a running gag they've been doing for you know a while and stuff, and so like. Feeney's put a halt at Chillax. He called Trump, and Trump told him, you know, you're violating FCC viol- you know, regulations and shit. So now when they even mention it now on the show, they beep out Chillax. It, it's it's very funny. If, if yeah. Dave or anybody even says the word Chillax, they they beep it out. It's it's, it's fucking funny. But, but just Gary so Mike Dell, is you're like watching, Feeney's baby. You're watching 11 movies a week, but you don't listen to the Dave anymore? <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah, I, you're missing out. I don't there, think I listened to There's good stuff. Since that time they recorded a show at a restaurant, that was the last one I remember. Hearing. My God, Man, yeah, that's a, you're that way, way back. back. That's yeah, that's probably twenty, thirty episodes ago. I think more than that. I think yeah, because <clears throat> I I think that was that was still in the might be the first twenty episodes they did, and they're up to a hundred by now. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, well, because they they've done an ep- they've done restaurant episodes since they've come back again. So you're yeah. doing the what what they're referring to now is the Old Testament and the New Testament. Oh, I didn't know they, were, it, they had a break. They, 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 they had like were a off six, for like seven years. Year yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Five or six yeah, years. But yeah, I know. But I thought you meant like I, I started listening since they came back. But I thought you meant there was another break between when they first came back and. Oh uh, no! Yeah, maybe a week here, a week there, but nothing right. prolonged. Because I gotta admit, I'm surprised that Feeney's still doing it a hundred episodes in. 
he he seems he's way more into it than he he leads on. Oh oh, you know what? I was thinking they started numbering again. So so when they came back, they just picked up the numbering where they left off. Yes mm-hmm. yes. Oh okay. See, I thought you meant this was a hundred since they came back. All right. No 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 no. Okay. okay. No, this is a hundred. They started at like sixty eight or something when they started again. Oh all right. Yeah. Yeah. And that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> I was like, I'm just but yeah, I'll tell you, yeah. you've missed a lot of like good stuff in there, Mike Dow. There's Feeney's letters yeah. have been very funny, like early on on the thing where he was writing to the Pittsburgh Pirates and stuff. It's very good. Yeah, I, I heard most of those. I think I heard. Uh, I'm trying to think which one the letter, like what they he said something like he's waiting for a response from them. That, was I, that trying I, to get the T-shirt from the restaurant? Or was that the... <laughs> yeah, him writing the yeah the letter campaign for the T-shirt is very good. There's been a lot of good stuff on there. A lot of good lists. You missed missed out on a lot of lists. <laughs> <laughs> Rhubarb, peach. <laughs> anytime they they have another bit where anytime. Uh, anytime Dave starts listing anything, Finney will just say, hit the scorpion, and then they'll play scorpion. Clip. Like when Dave was on that TV show, Scorpion, and it's very good. Or sometimes <laughs> hit 45, and he'll have uh, Donald Trump praising either the Steelers or the Penguins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on, play 45. It's Sidney Crosby. He's one of the best. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> so much good stuff. Well, maybe I'll get around. So there you go, Mike. Though, yeah. yeah, get around to watching it. Good laughs, good times. Yeah. That was the Who part of this podcast laugh? where we talk about another podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, we're talking about a good podcast. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't really Google anything tonight, though. Although Jack Googled you know, Christmas Station eighteen, so I guess. That's yeah. Cool. <laughs> well, I use Netflix, so I was watching it live. Uh, oh. There was no googling. Well, but Tuffy, I, I forget. Where do you weigh? Oh, there Christmas, was googling. Where do you weigh in on Kristen Stewart? Yay or nay? Uh, I will be googling later. So. Ah, there you go. No, <laughs> oh, you guys. You guys are gross. <laughs> you guys are gross. I gotta tell you, you look freshly showered to me. Uh, <laughs> Yep, I agree. Not enough, not enough chlorine in the world. <laughs> what if one of her eyes right, well, is just like slightly off? I mean, <laughs> oh, speaking of which, uh, anybody watch the Amazing Race? <laughs> no, is it? I didn't know it was back. Why? Who's on there? Yeah, it started Wednesday. They got uh, some Survivor people, some Big Brother people, and some Amazing Race people. And uh, Brittany's Who's on the it. Big Brother people. Oh, Brittany. Oh, really? Brittany and Janelle. Oh, wow. Um, it's uh, Rachel and her sister. And then uh, Corey, uh, no, uh, Nicole and Victor are the <laughs> big brother folks. <laughs> Whichever one Nicole ends up with. Yeah. Victor still has Are you talking about Nostrils McGee? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. Corey, wasn't his name Corey? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Brittany. I might have to tune in to see Brittany though. I like Brittany. Yeah, I started. Uh, 
started Wednesday night. Who was the, who was the third Big Brother couple besides Victor and Rachel, Rachel and her and sister, who I guess was on Big Brother, but I don't really remember. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, her. she I was can't awful. Her name. <laughs> no, I liked I hated her. That sister. This, kind of like a, a this yoga. Is, I liked the sister. Yeah, I liked her. She because cried all Rachel, the time. It was just like eh, yeah. I don't want to be here. She was one of these people who just every day was like I'm going to quit. Because like, I believe that makes this Rachel's um, <laughs> six. Appearance on one of these shows. She's been on Big Brother three times, yeah. right? And now this is her She's third Amazing Race. Three times. Who was she on? She was on with Brandon, right? And then who else? Yeah, she did it twice with Brendan. Oh man. Yeah, Brandon. she did it twice with Brendan, and then. And now yeah, that, I she was she on Big Brother three times. Is, is that really and fair? I to have someone on Amazing <laughs> Race that many times. Like, isn't that a, a huge edge to having already done this? Yeah. Well, this season also has no. returning Amazing Race people, so they've done Amazing uh, Race before. But I don't you think. But didn't Rachel and Brendan? They finished pretty high, right? They were they in the final in for sure. Yeah. Yeah, they were on the final leg for sure. <clears throat> yeah, they did a good job. Who Who are the Amazing Race people? I probably won't know who they are, but. Um, the Afghanimals. Oh yes, I remember them. Yeah, I remember those two. Um, some couple from like season five who I have no idea who they are. Christy and somebody. Uh, Team Fun. Like a black guy and a nerdy girl. Who they were on one of the seasons where like you met your partner at the start line or something. Oh, okay. I'll uh, probably know. I, I think I saw that season. Yeah, and uh, I think there's one other one, but I don't remember. Rupert's on it. Not that Survivor. dad and his kid, I hope. No, no, you it's uh, about... no, it's two gay fellows is the other Amazing Race team, I think. I can't remember who they are, though. Oh, uh, okay. Did you say I Rupert? I think they were on, like, the U... Yeah, Rupert's on it. With his wife? Rupert, yeah, from, Amazing, from uh, hmm. Survivor. Survivor. Does he have the tie-dye shirt on? He does. I'm out. I was hoping it was Rupert G from the Hello Deli. <laughs> that guy was awesome. You think he's still alive? <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. Bets Rupert G from Hello Deli on <laughs> okay. David Letterman is, this he's is still alive. <laughs> part of the show where we Google. <laughs> <laughs> we made it. <laughs> uh, let's see. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, let's see. All right, I'm going. He has his own Yeah, it looks like he's still alive. Hey, remember uh, psychic sandwich? I like psychic sandwich. What kind of sandwich? Yeah, like psychic sandwich, where uh, they'd have that psychic. Oh, she wasn't a psychic; she was an intuitive. And she would try and guess what, like, sandwich someone would, Rupert was making. Or I don't remember that now. Uh-uh. Yeah. I miss Letterman, though. That was always good times. Yeah. All right, Jake, what are we seeing this weekend? Uh, we are up to Paranormal Activity 4. <laughs> oh. Yeah, uh, I started watching it before the show. What, I was not what, thrilled. Does it have a subtitle? 
Um, annoying teenagers. <laughs> oh, is it the one with the blonde-haired girl and the creepy kid across the street? Yep, that's the one. Uh, yeah, that one's I, I, that one's not bad. That one's not bad. Yeah, it's not good either. <laughs> Will you calm down? <laughs> Are you going to the movies this weekend? Uh, I don't know. There's not really much out. <laughs> like, I'm craving a quesadilla, yeah. but... <laughs> like, I kind of want to go see Teen that? Spirit, but it's only playing at, like, the shitty theater. <laughs> what is it doesn't have any good food. Like, what's that about? Um, it's Elle Fanning, uh, who is in Neon Demon, your favorite movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but she's playing like a singer. It kind of seems very Neon Demon-esque, but maybe not quite as weird. Uh, she plays like a singer and, you know, you know, it deals with her career, getting famous and all that kind of stuff. But it takes dark turns, it looks like. So does it have any basis in grunge or Cobain or anything like that? <laughs> no, it doesn't appear to. It's more like right. I think she gets on like a well, singing show. And... Well, I think I think she marries Courtney Love and then gets murdered by her. That would be amazing. You don't want to go see? I the, believe. The, oh, uh, Mike Dell, Rebecca Wall Hall is in that movie too. Oh, Rebecca oh, Hall. There you go. Yeah. Like like um, yeah, that's oh, playing at the theater with the quesadillas. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I really just don't have any interest in that it, movie. I thought it looked good when I saw the trailer, but the reviews are bad, so I'm going to wait yeah. until it hits HBO or whatever. getting lambasted. <laughs> hey, 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 Jake, there's another Christmas Stewart movie I might end up watching. Uh, I think it's called uh, J.P. Leroy. Or it's the J.T. Leroy. Did you ever hear of J.T. Leroy? Like, huh. I guess someone was pretending to be a famous author for a while. And I, I think no. there were stars in it. But um, Courtney Love's in it. So I, I wasn't sure if I could watch Ooh. it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tough beat. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if I can do it. I don't think I can. Um, yeah. But you, you might want yeah. to check it out. You've got personal shopper. That's good enough. <laughs> personal shopper. That one will keep you entertained for quite a while. <laughs> um, so, all right. Well, I, I got to go feud for the next 12 hours and trying to get Oscar. Um, all right. What place are we in? I'm, I'm going to check to see what place we're in. You didn't buy yeah. your $20 pack. Well, cause I think I might just jump ship and go somewhere else. <laughs> we'll see how <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are without a tag oh, team partner now, so. Yeah, that's right. We're in my tag team partner. 55th place. Oh, that's not bad. <laughs> that's not bad. <laughs> you know, Larry, I'll already tell you what will happen. I could spend the next 24 hours doing nothing but feuding, and we will end up 43rd place. <laughs> We're not getting her. <laughs> we, we won't get her, I'm telling you. Uh, hmm. Yeah. Well, what's the I mean, actual, you... like, is it wrong? Is it wrong, Cuffy, for me to jump ship just to get Oscar? <laughs> is that wrong? <laughs> you, you could spend your night just looking at pictures of Oscar on the internet or something. That would be a better <laughs> use of your time. Yeah. But then I mean, you'll get Oscar, and you'll be like, I don't have any points to train her. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> ah, so close. Well, here's what we'll do, Larry. 
I'll just I'll stay loyal to the faction, and I will just have faith in the universe that it will reward me with Oscar <laughs> for my loyalty. Because through 44 years of life, if it's the one thing I've learned, the universe rewards me for doing certain things well. You know, I always get rewarded. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. look, at, look at my life, and I always get rewarded. <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm sure it'll work Maybe this is those riches that Mike Diggs was or Matt Diggs was talking about all those yeah. years ago. They're finally going to pay off. Yeah, that big With year is still coming for you. With the digital <laughs> character of Oscar. <laughs> it'll it'll be all worthwhile. This life. Just get Oscar. I'm looking in the Becky Lynch Revolution loot, Mike Dell. There she is. I know she's in there. She's she's in there like every level too. There's an Oscar every level. <laughs> hey, hey Tuffy, I, I did get ten Oscar shards the other day on that versus mode, so uh, I'm only seven hundred and seventy away. Yeah, I don't what <laughs> oh. I don't do that mode because I don't understand what the hell's happening with that. Well, here's the deal, Tuffy. Every once in a while, there's some good deals on there where you can get stuff. Like uh, I actually purchased uh, ten thousand diamonds for ten thousand versus coins, which is a hell of a deal. But then I opened up those ten thousand crates, didn't get anything, not a damn token. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, yeah. Out. But like eventually, where did you get they, five thousand of those tokens already? Well, they. Um, I'm back up. Well, yeah. you start with fifteen thousand. They give you. Yeah, 15, I still got my fifteen thousand. Yeah, but didn't you spend I spent a 10. shitload? Yeah, I, I I spent probably eleven thousand all told, and then I'm back up to around nine thousand because it's like. Uh, the other, like earlier this week, they had that little event. Did you do that event where if you won so many matches, they gave you coins? And I was able to get back like three. Yeah, I did a couple. Left. Yeah, see, I did more. So I got more back. But... Yeah. Right. And basically, yeah. they just took away my 300 or whatever free training points a week is what happened. Yeah, you can buy them, I guess. But, um, t- like, Tuffy, they did have a deal, like a 20. 20- for 20,000 coins, you could have got a three-star bronze page. It's pretty good, I guess. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Whatever. So, we don't right. spend money on this the, game. The, the other thing that will happen, they'll, they'll make Oscar available there, three-star bronze Oscar, but it'll be like, I won't have enough coins. And then I, I guess you can't even buy coins, <laughs> you know? Like, I would just, well, I'll just buy them. Then I look, you can't even buy them. So, I'll be fucking yeah. that way, too. You should just send a handwritten letter to Scopely that says... Give me Oscar yeah. now. <laughs> I'm sure they'll appreciate that. Because <laughs> if it's one thing I know about Scopely, they're big on customer support. <laughs> well, why don't you Why don't you try something and say, "Hey, listen, if I give you fifty bucks, will you give me Oscar at three star bronze?" And just see what they well, say. That's what I mean. Like, why wouldn't they want to? Fifty bucks, but but I could just do that like tonight on Reddit. I'll be like, hey, let me in your faction if you're going to get Oscar. I'll give you fifty bucks, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll give you all relief. <laughs> the reason I can't sell Oscar for fifty bucks is because Mike Bell's going to spend about a thousand dollars trying to get Oscar. <laughs> yes, I've already spent hundreds of dollars trying to get her. Fucking <laughs> uh, a. I hope I, I hope I get her, and then I won't even level her up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Is Asuka even that I good? I never get anybody. Uh, she's good. Yeah. Uh, people say she's not that okay. great or anything. They they don't put her as a top-tier lady, but uh, 
I guess the the main complaint is it takes her a while, like she's slow. But I don't know how she could be that slow. I don't. I always worry if these people are using their characters properly because every time yeah. I face her, it's pretty tough to beat her. <laughs> so I don't know how. Um, <laughs> but, uh, all right. Well, maybe next week. Oh, Larry's giving away a Funko. Remember, go to the LCS Hockey Facebook radio show page and uh, post why you're there. Vote. Yeah, and vote on whether the belts matter. Yes. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> oh, by the way, like, you ain't getting a good Funko. You're just getting eight. <laughs> I, th- I thought they were getting sex bob um, Sex bomb. Oh, no. <laughs> definitely not getting sex bob bomb. Well, who do you, like, off the top of your head, who's your least valuable or least liked Funko? Off the top of your head. I got, like, Scooby Dumb. <laughs> Didn't someone give you that? Yeah, no, I got it in a box, I think. Like a uh, one of them crates I used to get. And I was like, what the fuck is this? I got another video game one. I, I don't know who the fuck it is. <laughs> Are you going to autograph him at least? No, who, what the fuck? Ruin the box? <laughs> do, you have, uh, do you have Kristen Stewart from Twilight? Did they make a funk over uh, well, yeah, but it's just, they call it Jason Unmasked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you. Yeah. All right. That's my holy grail. Um, so, uh, but yes, they do have Christian Jake? Stewart from, like, the Twilight movies. Yeah, for $8, Mike Dell, you can get a Christian Stewart Funko, and then just forget about the Oscar on Champions. <laughs> <laughs> I already got three Oscar Funkos. I could just look at my Oscar Funkos. Well, just remember this with your with your Funkos is uh, when you're drilling the hole in the butt, don't put the <laughs> drill in your pocket. <laughs> uh, I could see like you probably after you get the hole in there, you'd probably be in a hurry. So yeah, you just stick it right in your pocket, and then yeah, I could see how that could happen. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, All right. I guess we're done here. Thanks, Tuffy. So next Thanks week, Jank. nothing. Yep. Yeah, probably not. Thank you, guys. <laughs> yeah. So probably next week, Nick Tuffy. Next week, Jank. <laughs> yeah, get ready. More movies. I'm running out of movies to watch, though. It gets tougher to find 11 movies each week. But uh, Well, just watch uh, Game of Thrones Sunday night. I don't I don't got the HBOs. No HBOs anymore. <laughs> like, um, they had, like, millions of people illegally stream it. It'll be fine. <laughs> I'm a legal law-abiding citizen. What about next week, 11 movies that I've heard of? <laughs> <laughs> nothing Greek, nothing Syrian, nothing anything. Well, How about, like, The Rock? How about uh, The Game Plan? How about, like, well, the other, you know, Bill and Ted's the other Excellent movie Adventure? Ooh, I started this movie, but it, it's another French film, uh, Nocturama, I think it's called. It's about a, a group of French teenagers who plant bombs over Paris, and then they uh, hide out in a department store every night or something. But uh, hmm. so that was on my list, so maybe I'll... <clears throat> How about this real quick? We had this temp start in my department earlier this week. So, you know, we're talking for a while and shit. And, like, we're talking about wrestling and whatnot. 
And then, like, he asked me, like, you know, you, you into, like, stand-up comedy and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I like it. And uh, he's like, you know who I really like? I like Ron White. And I was like, Ron White? I'm like, is that that tater? I was like, is that tater salad? I was like, is that tater salad? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's like, he he doesn't do tater salad anymore. He does, you know, he has different material and stuff. And I was like, because that blue collar comedy shit bullshit, man. I'm like, that's garbage. He's like, yeah, but no, he's really funny. And I was like, I was like, yeah, I was like, I'm more into like, I was like, I really love George Carlin. I was like, that's, that's like my main, my main guy. I love George Carlin. He's like, I never heard of him. I was like, you never heard of George Carlin? Jesus. And he's like, no. And I was How like, old is this guy? 33. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, yeah, Ron White's like, not exactly contemporary. <laughs> no. So I was like. Uh, did you ever see Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? And he's like, no, I don't think so. And I was like, what about Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I saw that. I was like, oh, he's the hitchhiker giving blowjob advice? Oh, okay, yeah, that guy. And I was like, yeah, he used to be a stand-up comedian. You know, the best one. Oh, I, I never, I never heard of him. Who's never heard of George Carlin? I could, you know, oh, I understand Lord. if you're like, well, I'm not a fan, or I never really paid much attention to him, but I've never heard his name before. That's ridiculous. Huh. I'll be honest with you, I kind of stopped talking to him after that. Like, I just kind of <laughs> put my headphones on. Yeah. I haven't really said much since. I'll, I'll be like, honest. Oh, Once he said Ron White, I wouldn't have said another word to him. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know who Ron White was at first. I didn't even know who Ron White was. And I was like, oh, yeah, that blue-collar guy. Ugh, Ron White. But whatever. Yeah. Whatever. That's where I'm at in my life. If you like Ron White, you might be a jerk. (laughs) (laughs) Ron White. That's pretty much uh, culture in Western PA, though, right? Ron White. I mean, that's pretty. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, pretty close. Western PA is pretty miserable. I got got to get out of here, right? Do I need to get out of here? Well, I, what are you going to sit I mean, in a basement in New Mexico? What's well, the difference? Yeah, that's the thing. That's why I always say, like, what's the deal? Like, what am I going to do anything different? Like, I'm just riding it out at this point, right? I'm just waiting to, for death, right? That's all I'm doing right now. That's all I'm doing. Or, I mean, I could understand if you out. Were... You should try to yeah. get out. But if you, if you already hate Western Pennsylvanians in your basement, like, you're really going to hate them when you're actually standing next to them and stuff. But, I mean, like, what if I go, like, Go out and stay with the Ed for a while. Go out to Vegas or something. <laughs> Why well, I, I smell podcast gold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, video chatting or whatever the fuck. You Maybe that'll be our new thing. Or whatever. How about this, Larry? That'll be our new thing because you know Sydney G's gone, so I can travel now. So what if like uh, yeah. every week I'll just call into the show from somewhere else? All right. Like I'll, I'll like ne- maybe next week I'll be in Delaware. I don't know. And then the week after, or I'll be like, "What's it like there?" <laughs> and you'll be like, "Oh, it's got a queen size bed. I got Netflix on the TV." And I'll be like, but, "But what's Delaware like?" And it's like, "Oh, there's a, there's, I got I got my own hot tub in in, in the bathroom." I'm playing champions. And I'm like, all right, so you, I almost got off yeah. on champions. I only need three hundred more or seven hundred more shards. But uh, because here's the thing, I need to get an oil change for my car. In theory, 
Um, it's about time. And I, and I looked at the mileage, and I've had the car almost three years now. We're getting close to three years. And I still have 2,600 miles on the car. <laughs> I have I have almost 43,000 miles on my car. That's like two months older than yours. <laughs> so I'm guessing I should probably travel. I should probably get out of the house. But but every time I think about it, I'm like, well, I just uh, what's out there, you know? What's out there? Yeah. <laughs> You're about to get cut off trouble. here too, so. It's you know just trouble. Oh oh yeah, we're about to end the show. Or we're running out of time. Another three hours. All right. So uh, ah, thanks thanks Jack. Thanks Duffy. Thanks Larry. Bye. <laughs>